Good morning, Muller Junkies. This is AG, and I'm very proud and excited to announce that we're nearing 200,000 downloads. And to celebrate, we'll be hosting MSW Live this July 3rd at the world-famous Comedy Store in San Diego. We'll do some comedy sets, have some past guests join us, and answer your Muller questions live in a panel Q&A. So plan your summer vacation now and join us in San Diego July 3rd at the Comedy Store in La Jolla. VIP tickets are available for pre-panel cocktail meet-and-greet hour, where you can hang out with AG, Jaleesa, Jordan, and some of our other past guests and business partners. As always, patrons get a discount code on regular VIP tickets, so head over to MullerSheWrote.com to become a patron today. And we will see you on the 3rd of July. This podcast may contain laughter. So to be clear, Mr. Trump has no financial relationships with any Russian oligarchs. That, that's what he said. I, I, that's what I said. That's obviously what the, the, our position is. I'm not aware of uh, any of those activities. I have been called a surrogate at a time or two in that campaign, and I didn't have not have communications with the Russians. What do I have to get involved with Putin for? I have nothing to do with Putin. I've never spoken to him. I don't know anything about him other than he will respect me. Russia, if you're listening, I hope you're able to find the 30,000 emails that are missing. So, it is political. You're a communist. No, Mr. Green. Communism is just a red herring. Like all members of the oldest profession, I'm a capitalist. Greetings. I am your anonymous host, A.G., and this is Muller She Wrote. With me, as always, is Jaleesa Johnson. Hello. And Jordan Coburn. Hello. Guys, this was quite a week. Um, We did a breaking news episode on Tuesday morning on the 49 questions released by the New York Times that was leaked by someone in the White House. So check that out if you missed it. It's free for everyone. Today, uh, Jordan is going to go over Rudy Giuliani going full Nunberg. And uh, Jaleesa is going to tell us about the interview with Caputo. Um, I will be reporting on the ongoing battle between House Republicans and Rod Rosenstein. But let's kick it off with just the facts. All right, guys, a few stories came out Sunday while we were recording. First, a BP executive named Bob Dudley was slowly being poisoned by the Russians. He had to leave Moscow after blood tests indicated as much. He was running a very profitable joint venture with Ilya Zaslavsky. Um, and TNKBP, that's British Petroleum, and I don't, TNK is Russian. Uh, <laughs> it seems uh, Russian authorities wanted Dudley out so they could have everything, and they began poisoning him. The poisoning began two years after Litvinenko was exposed to polonium, uh, and a decade before the attempted assassination of Sergei Skripal uh, by the Russians on UK soil. So, wow. Yeah, more shit. <laughs> yeah. It's oil executive. Interesting. Adding to the shit sandwich. (laughs) Totally. That sounds disgusting. It is. Um, I just had to... uh, Nia, thanks for the visual image there. (laughs) Very toxic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It'll be too early for this for most of the people. (laughs) The poop jokes right off the bat. (laughs) That's true. I never take that into consideration. The things these people have to hear sometimes. Well, they'll have their morning shit and then they'll hear about... Happy Monday. (laughs) I'm sorry. Please continue. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Rumors leaked Sunday night that John Kelly thinks Trump is an idiot and is becoming unhinged. Uh, Then Kelly fired back and said, that's BS. Uh, whether I, sorry go ahead what <laughs> i was just gonna say saying he's becoming unhinged yeah. is, is really <laughs> maybe, late in the game <laughs> maybe he said it six months ago i don't yeah. know um 
anyway, whether or not it's true, I think Kelly's days are numbered. Uh, Trump is, is now going around him, having Bolton and Pompeo report directly to him, effectively circumventing the chief of staff. Uh, I don't think he has much time left, and that would be uh, weird. It would just pretty much leave Mad Dog Mattis as the only sane person in the White House. And as I said, we would have to change his name to Moderate Dog Mattis because <laughs> he's, <not, laughs> he's not the crazy one anymore. No yeah. way. I like Moderate Dog. I like that too, yeah. <laughs> uh, Trump used the cover of The Inquirer, a tabloid rag owned by his close friend Packer, uh, to basically bully Cohen this week. The cover says, quote, <laughs> Michael Cohen's secrets and lies. Unquote. A strong sign, by the way, that Trump is turning against him. When asked about whether or not he thought there was a message, Cohen said, what do you think? That's, I figure, what he sounds like. Yeah. What do you think? Definitely. Two Utes. Yeah. Uh, I think Trump is saying, uh, quote, this kind, this is the kind of shit you can expect the rest of your life if you flip. Um, but I think Cohen will have the last laugh, though it will likely be from a jail cell. Yeah. <laughs> but a much, set, a much shorter sentence than he would have otherwise received. Uh, Then Politico published a story about an FBI agent found to have leaked, lied, and mishandled classified information, but that will face no criminal charges. There are no other details about who the FBI agent is, other than this agent appeared to have retired while an inquiry into his conduct was underway. That's according to the DOJ Inspector General. Uh, An investigative summary says investigators opened an inquiry after receiving allegations that the special agent contacted witnesses in a criminal investigation for improper purposes. It also says the agent leaked sensitive information to unauthorized people, misused electronic devices. Uh, like what? What, what does that, that mean? Like are they, you using the vibrate mode? That's not right. Dirty things or like what? <laughs> Were they also in Twitter jail? Like but dialing wrong numbers? I don't know. When you first started that, I thought that that was going to be a story planted by the conservatives about Comey. Yeah, the, the oh. big reveal or, or, or McCabe. It was, it was Comey or. <laughs> Uh, he also gave misleading, might it be she, uh, the, the special agent gave misleading testimony, equality, uh, gave misleading testimony during a related civil uh, deposition, mishandled classified information, misused his, oh, his, it's a he, oh. misused his position uh, during contact with cops and gave false information to the OIG. That's the Office of the Inspector General. The report concludes that the agent will not be criminally prosecuted. Uh, so the double standard for whomever this agent is versus folks like Andy McCabe is striking to me. We know this is not McCabe because this special agent retired in the middle of the investigation and McCabe didn't testify in a civil matter related to the charges that I'm aware of. I couldn't find anything, but I mean, that might not be a public mm-hmm. public right, thing. Right, good point. But, but he, he didn't retire in the middle of the investigation, so we know it's not McCabe. Is the assumption that he was pro-Trump? I don't know. It, there's nothing indicating that yeah. at all. Um, it could be one of the New York field office guys, um, mm-hmm. but I, that's I'm, I'd be guessing. Um, that's not even conjecture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's just guessing. Just a guess. Yeah. <laughs> no inspirational poster for that one. <laughs> no, no. I'm just guessing. Ooh. <laughs> you can always make one. With a bird flying, <laughs> yeah. hitting a Into window. A win- yeah. <laughs> got it (laughs) if you follow me and then of course monday the new york times uh mike schmidt um who's part of our sexy justice calendar Mm -hmm. by the way and i have to thank you guys for your patience on the sexy justice calendar we ran into a lot of licensing problems (laughs) i thought i could just throw up a bunch of pictures of these people it turns out the getty images cost about fifty two hundred dollars a piece jesus Uh, they're all licensed by media Mm -hmm. um so we had to get creative so i think you're really gonna love it it's actually much better than what i was originally envisioning oh, yeah. it's yeah. way better than i could have ever imagined so we're gonna be sending those out this month i do i really have to thank you guys for your patience on that and, mm-hmm. and sticking with us uh, uh we we will live up to our word mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh are we allowed to plug the person that made it for us 
Absolutely. Yeah. It was designed by Moxie Design Studios, Joel Reeder. And if you need any art or artwork or creative or web design done you really should check out moxydesignstudios.com yeah you're gonna be mind blown by the quality of the photoshop seriously <laughs> it's, it's really it's insane it's so good and 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 the thought the thoughtfulness that went into it it's not just pictures uh, you'll it's see. an experience you'll see and if you sign up first five people to sign up at the $14 level, get a calendar and two VIP meet and greet tickets to MSW Live on July 3rd. So, oh, shit. Sorry, I had to plug that in the main episode. You gotta. Um, you, you can pretend you didn't hear it, mm-hmm. patrons. Our patrons so. would want to know about it. Though. Some of them love they it, would. yeah, to keep in the know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and of course. So yeah, so anyway, Mike Schmidt, <clears throat> who's in our sexy justice calendar, and a guy named Apuzo got a hold of 49 questions written by Seculo, Trump's lawyer, based on 16 areas of interest that Mueller's team gave Trump's lawyers. Uh, these questions are pretty much an outline of our podcast so far. <laughs> uh, and there were only a couple of surprises. So uh, check out our bonus episode that came out earlier in the week. If you missed that, it's free for everybody. We released it Tuesday morning uh, because we just, we had to. Um, mm-hmm. Please don't hold us to do that every week yeah it's a good thing we did too because there's too much news this week to also have to go there is if i had to throw in the 49 questions we would have a three-hour episode on our hands and i know maybe in the future with more patrons someday yes definitely oh yeah if we can get another nine thousand patrons we're all yours we can do this daily full-time definitely yeah so find nine thousand friends Mm -hmm. bring them on over friends (laughs) bring them on over to mullersherote.com as soon as we get there we can do this full-time oh yeah and I don't have to keep hiding my identity. It's a good one, too. I don't have to keep working from the shadows. <laughs> You're like a superhero. It's I can like a be vampire free. AG. <laughs> free AG. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Join the revolution and the resistance. <laughs> I love uh, that. All right. So also on Monday, this is funny. We learned that Pence's doctor privately raised concerns about Ronnie Jackson. That's the embattled VA secretary nominee that Trump has a heart on for for mm-hmm. some reason. Uh, The main concern was that Jackson violated HIPAA protections for Pence's wife and then intimidated Pence's doctor during a confrontation over the episode. Jesus. Um, HIPAA is like medical privacy. Right. right? I'm not going to tell you. Uh, You look it up. Yeah. Um, the, uh, The incident was detailed in three memos by Pence's doctor and the White House was made aware of it um, and made aware that Jackson blabbed about the second lady's health uh, to White House staff and other medical providers without consulting her or her physician i wonder if it was embarrassing funny oddly enough later in the week pence's physician would resign Hmm. why do all these people have their own physicians are they fucking nfl athletes they're there all day and they do nothing i have my i mean with their brain but with their body good for you hey well yeah but like for for every like the president needs a doctor the vice president needs a doctor. kanye wants bodyguards you think they'd have like a white house doctor that they could all just right just share it like i share my doctor like if they're competent enough to be the president's doctor they're probably competent enough to be the vice president's doctor i actually would like my own doctor someday so i try to think like in terms of if you can afford it like private healthcare like that i think why not right it's like uh, going to a charter school i'm with you i'm poor so i'm also like man it must be nice but if i can get it someday i, I want it well it's clear what we need we need a free universal national health care program there you go so everyone can have a free thing and then if you want to pay for a, a fancy private doctor then why not it's america yeah, but, yeah you're yeah. right if the healthcare wasn't so bad like jordan like you said like it wouldn't be an issue i would know? continue like, to go to the va the va is one of the greatest healthcare systems in the world nice you might disagree with me Sorry. Hey, I appreciate yeah. the heads up. <laughs> <laughs> a 
lot of people are like, no, it's not. It sucks. It's the worst thing ever. It's a big issue, but they're trying, right? Well, they have a 96% customer satisfaction rating. You only hear hear the bad stories. You're right. Um, Kaiser is worse. Scripps is worse. Every private healthcare insurer is worse than than the VA. That's really good to know. The VA serves almost 10 million patients. So So I got to join the military or marry someone in it? That's my... You, you could do it really it's, yeah and you get free college and <clears throat> oh you, you mean the military it. yeah what, what's gonna happen with more shiro what <laughs> get shore duty bro you're right be in the air force I'll see you guys yeah. later yeah you could do <laughs> she's uh, out she's like i'm gonna go join <laughs> yeah. in the navy i turn my life around <laughs> uh, <laughs> turn your life around. just leave comedy for the respectable <laughs> lifestyle for justice yeah <laughs> i've been so reading funny. comey's book too much Shalisa. Mm-hmm. get your head on straight <laughs> Um, the the House Freedom Caucus, um, probably the most a hole of all the caucuses, uh, <laughs> leaked drafted articles of impeachment for Rod Rosenstein on Tuesday, and I'll be going over that a little bit later in the show. Predictable. <sighs> Freedom Caucus, Freedom Fest. <laughs> also on Tuesday, Mueller asked for a sixty day extension on the sentencing of Michael Flynn. Now, three months ago, he asked for a 90-day extension, which makes sense because three months is 90 days. (laughs) So it seems he believes we only have a couple months to go. I think 90 days is the max you can ask for. So back in February, he probably didn't see an end in sight. He just asked for the max. But now he's only asking for a 60-day extension. So I think what he's saying is we're looking at the end of June. Um, and our meet and greet is in July, first week of July. Oh so, my God! And and panel discussion yes. that'll be. And Manafort's trial starts July 10th. Yep. Um, anyway, this this extension was a joint ask by Mueller and Flynn's lawyers. Um, and like I said, Manafort's trial starts in July. Our live Q and A show is July 3rd. My exercise program wraps up at the end of June. <laughs> uh, my second week of executive leadership training is the last week of June. It's a we'll, big month. <clears throat> we'll be wrapping up around 200,000 downloads by then. And if all goes well, I think July 1st, um, this podcast will be in the black. Yay! Thanks to our patrons. This is this is a good oh, yeah, time to good. be alive, despite the reason we're here. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, despite that whole thing. Uh, and our sexy justice calendar begins in July. Oh. It's not a January to January sitch. It's it's July to July. And I did that because it lines up with Manafort's trials. Oh, my God. Um, you're right. It's also Independence Day uh, that week. It's going to be an insane week. It's my favorite aliens. movie. The first one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Love aliens. <laughs> Today we celebrate our Independence Day. Um that's a weird sentence. I never liked it. Uh, we should start asking uh, Pod Save America if we can cross over around then. Um, we it, really, for, 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 for the country. If you're listening, uh, Pod Save America, we can increase your uh, listenership mm-hmm. um, in the female category mm-hmm. considerably. Uh, and I hope you like wine. <laughs> <laughs> if not, I could probably bring some beer. So I guess. You know, I guess. We can be bros. We can play some uh, cornhole. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, play some cornhole. And there's one host for each of us. We could pair up. I mean, like we can make it a thing. Play drinking Jenga. There you go. Yeah, yeah. quarters. Mm-hmm. Battle right. sexist guys. We could have a sleepover. Let's just cross over and see where it goes. <laughs> <laughs> you guys. Yeah, seriously, Pod Save America. If you're listening, uh, then we had a holy shit Tuesday moment when we learned that Giuliani is renegotiating a sit down between Mueller and Trump because apparently Mueller floated the idea of subpoenaing Trump back in March, March 5th. What happened, according to the Washington Post, was that Mueller's team met up with Trump's lawyers to give them 16 topics they'd like to discuss with the president. Uh, Dowd was encouraging Trump not to sit down with Mueller. So Mueller said that the Office of Special Counsel was not ruling out um, forcing Trump to testify with a subpoena. And Dowd got pissed and he stood up and he's like, this isn't some game. You're screwing with the work of the president of the United States. (laughs) 
the fine work of the president yeah. of the United oh, yes. States. Impeccable. Yeah, I'm glad he's so invested. <laughs> it, what a patriot. It's, it's, you know, it ain't hard to shut shit down. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anybody can do it. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, you might even have somebody who would be able to shut shit down more effectively. Hey, he mm. solved the Korean War, okay? <laughs> Seriously. It yeah. was me. I had everything to do with it. <laughs> I uh, learned we- Korean. <laughs> <laughs> no, he totally did not. I don't read, but I somehow learned Korean. <laughs> <laughs> so we also learned um, that the list of 49 questions was written by Seculo in this report, which means it was leaked by Trump's side, which makes Trump's tweet, the leak is a disgrace, uh, extra hilarious. Very Trumpian, um, though. Yeah, you're totally. very disgraceful, yes. <clears throat> you and all of your people. It could not have been leaked by Mueller's side because there's no list like it on the Mueller team. Plus, it was full of uh, grammar and spelling errors. <laughs> so they were pretty sure it came from Trump's side. Yeah. Um, it's Jay Seculo's list is basically what it boils down to. Something very important to consider, though. I want to tell you, Mueller would not have suggested he could subpoena Trump if that idea was not fully vetted within the Department of Justice, meaning Rosenstein is on board with a subpoena of the president of the United States. And something else, if Mueller does subpoena the president, this could drag out the investigation as it winds its way through the courts. However, it's likely they'd find a way to fast track it. Wednesday, Ty Cobb left the president's legal team and apparently Emmett T. Flood... Just a good old boy, never meaning no harm. Beats all you never saw, been in trouble with the law since the day they was born. Emmett T. Flood, cute, cute, cute. Um, <laughs> Emmett is a big deal. He's a good lawyer. Um, he had first turned down the president twice. Uh, we reported on those both times, so I'm not sure what's different this time. Hmm. Um, the only thing I can think of is he might be gunning for McGann's job. Uh, I wonder what he has up his sleeve, though, that he's willing to take this case. It makes me nervous. Um, he represented Bill Clinton in his impeachment proceedings. Um, oh, wow. Who, who lost, by the way. True, but um, still interesting. Yeah, he worked under Clinton. Ty Cobb was apparently un- uncomfortable with Trump attacking Mueller in his tweets. So I'm hoping Emmett Flood maybe brings some sense of reasonableness to the i doubt it yeah i hope not i don't i think his day i don't think he'll last very long yeah. i think he'll be he'll get in there he'll be like holy shit and he'll just <laughs> yeah. i'm out i would like for them to be represented by the most incompetent people <laughs> <laughs> which is what's happening really it is. yeah um caputo spoke to Mueller on wednesday uh and jaleesa is going to go over an interview he did afterwards mm-hmm. with us um mikey caputo <laughs> we found out wednesday that cambridge analytica shut down uh, but we expected that. We reported a while back that Emmer Data listed Chun Chun Ko, Alex Taylor, and Alexander Nix as their directors back in January and would likely be taking over the work of Cambridge Analytica. Chun Chun Ko, by the way, uh, incidentally, is Eric Prince's business partner in Hong Kong. Oh, what a coincidence. Huh. Hmm. Uh, we also learned Wednesday that Trump paid the Ukrainian government to stop cooperating with the Mueller investigation. Mm-hmm. That's and it worked. Amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. in the form of a condo, right? Is that what it was? No, was... missiles. Oh my God. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Javelin missiles. <laughs> Javelin missiles. <clears throat> wow, did he just throw them over there? Yeah. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> Lamar's limp-wristed Four. throwing style. <laughs> Don't tell anyone about this. <laughs> no, he, he was basically and, and this is conjecture but i'm right he was basically saying i you know i'll give you all these missiles um ukraine uh, if you drop these investigations there were four and there were hundreds of investigations going on into the old government that was overthrown right the guy the guy who was overthrown that manafort helped elect mm-hmm. <laughs> oddly 
um, and thousands of investigations, like documents, and and four of these investigations included Manafort, and they don't want to upset Trump, so they shut him down. Wow! And they're feuding with Putin now, right? With Russia, Ukraine is still. They always have been, yeah. So like we're, since the fall of the weird, Soviet Union. Yeah, what a weird triangle of like relationship there. It's going all directions. Yeah, that is, yeah, is. that is weird. I uh, imagine Putin feels strange about that, right? Mm-hmm. He must know that Trump is doing this, and and still be cool with Trump for for a higher or like you know bigger reason. Trump calls up Putin on the back channel. He's like, "Don't worry, Vlad. I'm selling them shitty missiles. They don't work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're duds. Yeah. Once uh, they get halfway, they actually turn around and come back and bomb themselves. Glitter pops out. <laughs> it's like Doc Brown getting plutonium from the Libyans by selling him shoddy oh pinball God, machine parts so or something, oh or blanks like nuclear blanks. Yeah. <laughs> It's just a dud. Sorry. <laughs> he probably calls up Vlad. He's like, I've got this great idea, Vlad. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to send fake, fake missiles. Fake missiles. <laughs> Tremendous fake missiles. <laughs> that is a great idea. To the Ukraine in order if, to, to get them to stop investigating uh, my contacts with Russia. I would give Trump mad props yeah. if he thought of anything close to that. Yeah. I mean, there's no way to test missiles. Maybe I got to get into the missile dealing game. In the blank missile building. <laughs> just sell high school's dud <laughs> missiles. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, they're expired. <laughs> missiles full of baking powder. Yeah. <laughs> Got you some potpourri and some missiles. <laughs> oh, they smell deliciously clean. That's um, great. Then Maddow did a segment, you guys. I'm so excited. Maddow did a segment on a tweet I sent her the day before about Manafort and Kalimnik. On Tuesday, Rachel did a whole segment on the New York Times reporting about the 49 questions um, that Mueller could ask Trump. And one of them, one of those questions was about Manafort reaching out to the Russians. And she said that there had been no public reporting on anything like that. And it was a very intriguing question. Well, I tweeted at her and I reminded her about Manafort reaching out to Russia and offering private briefings to Deripaska via Kalimnik to, quote, make whole the $18 million or so that Manafort owed him from his time working in the Ukraine. And the next day, she did a whole segment on Manafort and Deripaska and Kalimnik and tied it into the question from the 49 questions. And she even had the guy from the New York Times who broke the Kalimnik story in 2016 on her show. So, Rachel, you owe me five bucks. <laughs> you know, at the very least, it's great minds think alike. At best, someone on her team is like, maybe checking out MSW. I want to believe it. Like, best case scenario, someone, even the intern that gives her coffee, I'm like, yo, just slip in a good word. <laughs> um, she has teams of people pouring over tweets, I'm sure. I bet, yeah. Um, and it, it may have been a total coincidence. But, but it's a great one Interesting, to have. interesting. Yeah, we'll yeah. make a special patron level just for you, Rachel, if you want to sign oh up. Oh my God, $5,000. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> just for Rachel. We'll call it just for Rachel. It's $1,000. I'm going to say she could be on the show for free. Like, I'm going to just throw that out there. And then <laughs> We're not wanna... covering room and board, though. Oh, damn it, fine. <laughs> Stay in my room. Okay. I want to call in and be a guest. I, I, guess, I guess that would be pretty good for us to... Yeah, by the way, I just have to tell you, Maddow is my hero, so I don't want you to My old, that. like, passwords used to be, I love Rachel Maddow. Nice. Like, I swear. She's the greatest. That's amazing. She's, she's, pretty, she's pretty incredible. Like, yeah, nobody I, hack me. Nobody. I think I changed them all. Oh, yeah, you dummy. It's been a couple of years. What's your social security number, Jalisa? I'm not falling for that one again. <laughs> again. God, you're funny. Uh, let's see. We learned Wednesday that Cohen and Trump are refusing to tell Trump's own lawyers what they can expect to have been found in the Michael Cohen raids. That's hilarious to me. <laughs> Trump's lawyers are pissed. How Again, how long do you think Emmett T. Flood's going to be there? Yeah. By the time this like, comes out, he might be gone. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Tell us. <laughs> <laughs> then just when you thought it was safe to go to sleep on Wednesday, Rudy Giuliani goes full Nunberg on Fox News. <laughs> More specifically on Sean Hannity's show. Uh, the news of his revelations hit immediately and it hit hard. Twitter blew up. 
um, basically Giuliani completely destroyed Trump's Stormy Daniels defense. <laughs> and he said Trump had corrupt intent when he fired Comey. So he proved Comey right and he fucked him on the Daniels thing. It was unbelievable. And Jordan is going to go games. over that. I'm so yeah. excited. He's such and, an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. It's gonna, such an idiot. <laughs> The dang. It's amazing. It's yeah. It's almost flabbergasting. Like I don't understand it. And and I guess now that there are no legal experts who can figure out what what the strategy was. No. <laughs> the only thing I could think of is that he's paving the way to get the truth out there because it's going to come out. Yeah. Oh. Right. Strategy wise, but it lo- if you watch the interview, it does not seem like he's thinking at all. No. It's hmm. just flying into his fucking brain. And you'll get more into that. Yeah. yeah he's such a ranty psycho. Dude, it was weird. Just like all yeah, of yeah. Trump and his homies. They called Comey perverted. Whatever. Yeah. I hope. Oh. <laughs> Finally, late Thursday night, Mueller dropped 70 blank subpoenas for witnesses to appear to testify in the Manafort case that begins July 10th. That's one week after MSW Live, Comedy Store in La Jolla. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's funny. I just threw that in there. But in my script, it says, that's one week after our meet and greet. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Uh, we really hope I'm just as much of a corny asshole. I love it. On paper as I am. <laughs> You're genuine. Sp- spontaneously. <laughs> Ooh, spontaneous. How, how did I predict what I would say? Okay. By the way, how can he call Comey perverted when he calls him a choir boy at the same time? I'm just. that Because that wasn't his tweet. That was. That's right. Okay, okay. Scavino's They're tweet. not on the same also, page. Also, choir bowls, bowls <laughs> choir, <laughs> choir boys are generally perverted. Not by their oh, own accord. you're but, right. You know, band yeah. camp. That's just choir the little Catholic molesting joke. Hey. <laughs> Patterns and facts. You're right. 6 a.m. <laughs> Good morning. Happy Monday. Uh, we really hope you can plan your vacation and come spend time with us uh, yes. on July 3rd, you guys. Anyhow, these subpoenas number 70, and each witness gets two. So that's 35 witnesses. And I assume that these are the ones that aren't cooperating because you wouldn't have to subpoena those guys. I, right. I wouldn't think. I have a question. So you have 35 angry, uncooperative people <laughs> that are going to have to show up. That's a mob. <laughs> what were you going to say, Jordan? Um, why do they get two? Uh, there's a reason. Uh, it's procedural. Uh, you get one to show up and one to bring shit with you. I think I can't. Oh, interesting. I can't oh, remember. But yeah, bring a friend to court day. It's a it's a procedural thing. Uh, yeah. Documents like, I, you know, I'd have to look it up. The it's, first time I read the word subpoena, what my dad's an attorney, and uh, he brought a home like a, a paper home one night that said subpoena on it, and it was also the same time that I learned of the word penis. So I was very confused. That's, that's hilarious, that is Jordan. The one I always, dude. I think hope that, that becomes a bit someday. That's okay, the most brilliant premise. <laughs> every every time I see the word public, I think it says pubic. Yeah. Oh. And every time I see esplanade, I think it says espionage. Yep. Uh, Virginia. Hey, we're vagina. all human. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right, then we get to Friday. Judge Ellis, the judge presiding over the Manafort case in the Eastern District of Virginia, ripped into Mueller's team about the scope of their investigation during a hearing about Manafort's motion to have their charges dismissed. He filed a similar motion, in fact, a whole civil case in the D.C. court, and that judge denied it and dismissed it. Now, Fox News and the Trump heads are glomming onto this, uh, but some, there's something they don't know, which is a lot. But there's this one thing they don't know, <laughs> is that Judge Ellis does this to pretty much every legal team that will likely win their case. And he does this to bolster his appearance of impartiality. Mm. Uh, I tweeted this notion and got attacked by Trumpers and Russian trolls. <laughs> well, I have a surprise for you doubters, okay? So I'm going to make a, a phone call right now. <clears throat> what? Please state your name after the tone, and Google Voice will try to connect you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I will bleep that out. Don't worry. Thank you. <laughs> this is so primitive. 
You have reached the voice. Four forty-five Eastern would be one. Maybe she's still in court. She's mm-hmm. calling us back. She's calling us back. Hello. Hi, it's Kim Phillips. It's uh, Hokey Horn. Hi. Hi. Yes, this is. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing really good. All right, so I've been telling our listeners about a tweet that I put out saying that Judge Ellis kind of has a reputation about ripping into prosecutors, and I wanted to get, first of all, can you tell us who you are and what you do? Okay, well, my name's Kimberly Phillips, and I'm an attorney. I've been a criminal defense attorney for about 20 years. I am admitted to practice in Virginia, D.C., the Eastern District, and the Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals. And so I have been in front of Judge Ellis once, <laughs> um, but know him, know his reputation, and have some really interesting stuff to tell you all today. Great. So let's start off by telling telling uh, telling everybody a little bit about how Judge Ellis operates and and what kind of you know I, I hear that rumors that this is kind of how he is. Can you can you go into that for us? Yeah, this is it's exactly how he is. Um, I think I joked on on uh, Twitter about being Ellis, um, kind of changing his name into a verb, <laughs> because kind of everybody who goes before him sort of, if you're not prepared, if you're not kind of really in line, he will obliterate you. Yeah. <laughs> and the example that I had was the case that I had with him, um, it was it's a really simple play to a, uh, secu- a, a social security fraud case. And I don't even remember, it was like one element that the government didn't um, take into account. And he just dressed down the government attorney and um, the attorney was what's called a special assistant United States attorney. And what that is, is a lot of times um, people from other um, um, the department in the government will come into a U.S. attorney's office and spend like six months doing kind of low-level cases, and they're called special assistant United States attorneys. And um, it's one of these things where you know he's part of the program, and he just was like, you know, you all need to get your assistant specials um, better training and have them prepared, and you know they keep coming in here and. And I'm just kind of standing there like, should I do something? (laughs) (laughs) All right, Kimberly, another thing I heard was that he tends to lay into the side that might be likely to win to kind of show impartiality. That was sort of my assertion as to why he did this. Is that kind of what you gather as well from from people who've been Ellis'd? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, honestly, it's for everybody. Um, he's, He's very big on... You can't just come in and do it just because. He wants, you know, all the I's dotted, the T's crossed, and that's a little bit of what I've got for you in terms of what happened at the hearing on Friday. Okay, and then I think that you, I think that you had told me that you have some more uh, information or a scoop for us on EDVA and the Manafort case. Is that correct? I do, but can I call you right back because they're calling me into the courtroom? <laughs> oh my goodness! Yes, they're calling you into court. No problem. Be careful. Thank you. The suspense is killing me. <laughs> Bye. 
I love it. She's a busy woman. She is. She's tearing it up. In the she'll EDBA. she'll call us back in the middle of the show. I'm sure <laughs> she will. She'll call you back. Uh, she'll call us back, and I, I'm 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 excited to talk to her because she says she's got a bit of a scoop for us. That was a great like cliffhanger. <laughs> she's like, I gotta go. I'm busy. I'm important. <laughs> <laughs> I have work to do, ladies. Yeah. Uh, all right. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna continue on with the news, okay. and then when she calls back, we'll just. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds hey, good. We're just hanging out. How'd you meet her on Twitter? Yeah. Cool. We'll just take Whoa. her call. Very cool. All right. So let's move on here. Also on Friday, we learned that another Russian oligarch fell victim to a Mueller stop and frisk at an airport. <laughs> this one's name is Vexelberg. He's got ties to Herman Kahn. And, oh, and he he was at the Bank of Cyprus when Wilbur Ross ran it. And not only did he attend Trump's inauguration, but he donated $250,000 to the inaugural fund. Uh, and Mueller uh, imaged his phone right there at the airport. He's likely not a subject <laughs> yes. or a target, but his communications uh, will show that Mueller is, in fact, investigating the Trump-Russia conspiracy, mm-hmm. or what Trump would call collusion. <laughs> I like um, to imagine him flashing the little uh, uh, Men in Black thing when he's yeah. done. Oh my God, <laughs> Mueller would totally be in Men in Black if it were real. <laughs> if Mueller was real, or if Men in Black, if was, Men in real. Black was real, yeah, Mueller would be promoted to alien investigation. Yeah, he would. Mueller in Black, he might be doing it. Oh my God, Mueller, please tell us. <laughs> Mueller in Black. That's a big scoop for you. Slide, slide into my DMs, <laughs> Bob. Three sticks. Um, Trump uh, on Friday threw Rudy Giuliani under the bus saying basically that he's new and he doesn't know what he's talking about Um, that whole thing is just a clusterfuck by the way I give Rudy two more weeks Uh, Rudy if you're listening get out while the getting's good your future in politics is dwindling it really is stop your messing around Uh, Trump spoke, uh, this is kills me, Trump spoke at the NRA annual convention on Friday. He's the first president in 30 years to do this. He did it last year, too. But it makes sense because he owes them like $30 million. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't want to be there. (laughs) Uh, We found out Devin Nunes, uh, Jordan's boyfriend, uh, (laughs) demands documents from the Department of Justice and then doesn't even read them. Mueller, she wrote, actually reported on this a few months ago, but whatever. It's news now. Um, And that makes me question his ability to read it all, really. Uh, If you remember, we talked about this. Nunes demanded to see the unredacted two-page document about how the FBI obtained the FISA warrant to look at Carter Page and then threatened to impeach Rosenstein if he didn't hand it over. Mm -hmm. And Rosenstein allowed it. But he, he allowed it. He allowed Trey Gowdy and Nunez to come in without staffers into a special room and mm-hmm. just read the document. He couldn't take it with him. Remember? Right. We mm-hmm. talked about this. Oh, yeah. A long time ago. And apparently Nunez didn't even open the file. Um, <laughs> Gowdy read it. Um, and Nunez has since acknowledged that he didn't read it. And we actually God. reported on that, too. Yeah. Hey, why ain't you running? Well, I can't read. And those who have read it support the continuance of the Mueller investigation. Gowdy, for example, he, he looked at the document and he's like, so Gowdy looks, reads the thing. And he's like, yeah, no, Mueller should keep investigating. And Nunez doesn't read it and releases the Nunez memo. Ridiculous. It's <laughs> like Kanye talking about how Beck shouldn't have won the album of yeah. the year before he listened to the album. <laughs> 
Oh, and then crap, they went yeah. back and then they leaked it to all of their homies. Oh my god! Didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. oh, they went back it. and leaked. didn't. Didn't they yes. go back? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. We need a Kanye minisode. Is that? Can that be a thing? We can. We can make it a thing. Yeah. Do we have to play his music? Or I'm kidding. I'm I mean, so, I, I'm just, we have to give I'm him sorry. money. So no. Oh, that's true. We would have to. Yeah. No money for Kanye. No. No. I fucking troll. He owes me <laughs> reparations. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap! Uh, also, Friday, two FBI officials resigned. Lisa Page. Um, that's the counsel to Comey and McCabe. You know Lisa Page. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it sounds familiar to you, it should. She's one half of the famous struck page texts that the right tried to use to say the FBI was biased. That's right. Also, James Baker left the FBI. He's one of the Comey Five. He's the one that was pushed back into an HR job after being removed as general counsel, mm. uh, who was replaced by Dana Bente. <laughs> I gotta love Ray sometimes. That's crazy. <laughs> Come on, man. You can do it. <laughs> Uh, He's joining uh, the Brookings Institute to write for Lawfare, which I love. Uh, The resignations are not connected to each other, according to the reporting. Um, And they resigned. They weren't pushed out. But were they pushed out? Because they were... They were yeah. reassigned to shitty jobs. You and never they, know. They weren't working at their, their full potential. Hopefully it'll come out later. But yeah, at this point, it's hard to say because it's such a tricky thing. They had know? to get the fuck mm-hmm. out. Definitely. All right, you guys. Thanks for sticking with me for this insane amount of news. Uh, we'll be right back. Hello. Thanks for listening to Muller She Wrote. I'm talking to you because we could really use your help. There are lots of costs associated with creating a podcast. There's editing, sound equipment, writing and research, hosting, shipping costs, merchandise, branding, web design, consulting, IT, and I'm not too proud to ask for your support. Our patrons are the single source of revenue to cover these costs. And to be totally transparent, we are still in the red. And that's where you come in. By becoming a patron today, you not only support our efforts, but you support women in podcasting and women in media. And the best part is that it's not a one-way street. In return for your pledge, you get access to our bonus content and ad-free episodes. You'll receive our weekly newsletter and our MSW Book Club membership. You'll also get all sorts of great rewards like t-shirts, stickers, reusable tote bags made from 100% recycled materials, and even our limited edition polonium tea from Russia with Love, created just for us by our friends at joysteaspoon.com. So please help us out and head over to MullerSheWrote.com and subscribe today. You'll be glad you did. Hey, hey, welcome back. Hot notes. Yes, I finally did it. I finally did a hot notes clip. I feel official now. (laughs) It's only been 27 episodes. Um, Today, Jaleesa has some information for us on Michael Caputo. Uh, I wonder what his nickname is, like Sammy the Bull or Jimmy the Fish. The the Poot. Or Fat Tony. I'm going to call him Four Eyes because he's got glasses. Oh, there you go. Mikey Four Eyes Caputo. Some kid called me Four Eyes once and it made me sad. He was like half my age. (laughs) It really hurt my feelings. Was that this year? No, I do wear glasses. It's just not. I'm blind right now because it makes me prettier. That was a little roast right there. (laughs) It's all good. Um, Yeah, no. I I, roast because I love. Oh, of course. You roast the ones you love. Um, Yeah, Caputo. um, I don't like him, so you can call him Four Eyes. Mm. Mikey, Mikey Four Eyes Caputo. Mikey Four Eyes Caputo. Yeah, all right. Yeah, jeez. (laughs) What do you have for us? So uh, he was a Republican consultant um, throughout all this crazy Russia Trump stuff. And so he worked really close with Trump, Roger Stone, and Paul Manafort at a time or two. What a fun group of guys. I know. It's like the Brody Bunch minus Brody. So uh, I have to, I, by the way, I'm sorry to interrupt. No I just worries. want to let you know, yes. Kimberly could be calling us back at any moment. Dude, I'm ready. As soon as she gets out of court. So yes. uh, now that the commercial's over. You I, let me I, know. Yeah, I just want to let yeah. you know. That at a moment's notice, I've, I'm ready to shut up. I've turned my <laughs> ringer 
on, so we'll hear it. Thank okay. you. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate it. Continue. Absolutely. So uh, Caputo officially joined the Trump campaign in 2016, where he was put in charge of communications for New York. So he left the campaign after voicing his approval for the appointment of Paul Manafort as campaign manager. Subsequently, Caputo was investigated by Congress as part of their probe into Russian interference in the 2016 U.S. election. So in January 2018, we covered the letter that Senator Feinstein sent to Caputo asking for an interview and documents related to Paul Manafort, contacts between the campaign or transition team, and Russian officials and changes to the Republican National Party platform with regard to Ukraine. Of course, Caputo denies any wrongdoings, asserting that he would never work with Russia during his time with the Trump campaign. How dare you? (laughs) But here's the thing about Caputo and Russia. He lived and worked in Russia from 1994 to 2000. In fact, he was even employed by a Kremlin-connected energy company called Gazprom, if I'm pronouncing that right. Gazprom is a big one. We've talked about Gazprom a few times. Huge, huge. I didn't know Caputo worked at Gazprom. Right? Yeah, that's a long time, too. Six years? I mean, you make a family. He actually married... A Russian woman, which no offense to Russians in general, but yes, his wife is Russian. So that's crazy to me. Like, it's like. That's why Trump and him get along so exactly. well. Exactly. It was it's, Jill Stein. <laughs> <laughs> that's why she's like, no, I can't tell you my marriage license. I can't. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know too many Russians. I feel somehow oddly offending, being offensive to Russians. Uh, that, well, we don't want to yeah. be racist or like crazy, like nationalist. Nationalist. There I guess, you go. Is that the term? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. Because yeah. racist, race. racist is color of the skin. You're and right. They are it's white a AF. We are strictly just Kremlin. We are. We're anti Kremlin. We're anti Russian government. Just anti corrupt Kremlin. There you go. With yeah. a K. We don't, yeah, anti Russian government. Uh, mm-hmm. Anti that. His wife could be totally cool. Anti autocrat. Throw that out there. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Just jokes. Um, but he did live and work there for a long time. In fact, he was employed by that company. And his task at this company was to, quote, increase the standing of the public relations value of Putin, specifically with regards to Putin's support level in the U.S. So, I mean, uh, come supposed on. To Lobbying for Putin. I, I, yeah. I bet he didn't register as a foreign lobbyist. Oh, I, I mean, did any of them? <laughs> like, And recently, after being interviewed by the Senate on to Tuesday... To be fair, they haven't really prosecuted anybody under that much. So, you're right. So people just don't feel the urge, like yeah. the, the urgency to do it. But uh, after this, hopefully it'll become a yeah. new thing. Yeah, that, better. Or an enforced thing. It better. It, I, I mean, we gotta have something. And the Logan Act. Yeah. Stop fucking pretending you're the president when you're not yet. We should have a fantasy, like, future I think law the, league. I think these are the official words of the Logan yeah. Act. Yeah. <laughs> So, so basically, um, oh, sorry, uh, Caputo was interviewed by the Senate on Tuesday and by Mueller investigators on Wednesday. And we're now better able to outline the differences between Congress's questions and Mueller's questions. So Caputo told CNN that Mueller's team is very much so still focused on Russian collusion. And specifically, he said, quote, it's clear that they are still really focused on Russian collusion. They know more about the Trump campaign than anyone who ever worked there. He also said, <laughs> I know, it's like, it's, <laughs> it's great because honestly, the Trump campaign was such a disjointed shit show. Oh, yeah. That nobody knew what anybody was doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the time they had to send emails. Uh, people did get permissions to, to do certain things. Certain but like things. the right hand's not talking to the left hand. And so for one guy to know more about your campaign than anyone who worked it's on the really campaign. It's concerning. It, yeah. It's concerning, but it's also... I, I mean, mean, we're happy about it, but it's concerning for Trump. It seems obvious that that would be the case. Because it mean, was a chaos. Anybody like, looking at it from the outside is going to have a better... A, a better, better take, objectively speaking. Understanding of mm-hmm. what the... 
even session said it was a chaotic campaign the people in it were like i don't know what was it's happening. a chaotic campaign chaotic yeah. white house because i think and i honestly do believe trump were uh, likes chaos and but then yeah. he'll come back and yell at the media for, for distracting it yeah well, from distracting oh. from real news like you know uh taxes going down for americans and right. the korea stuff you're taking away from that but he's the one who creates it so mm-hmm. you you can't like i've told my friend i have a good friend before i was like you can't be a bitch and then not be cool with the consequences right you, you be a bitch at your own risk basically yeah and yeah. And, and i was a bitch for a while and i had a great time um <laughs> but you can't do that and then be upset that people don't like you exactly so you can't create chaos and then be upset that the media reports on mm-hmm. it instead of what you want them to report on just a thought i know you listen donald i know you're listening <laughs> i know you're listening i'm a tremendous podcaster yes I know you're listening. Uh, hopefully, when you go to jail, they'll pump this show into your jail cell nonstop, yeah. 24-7, along with Rachel Maddow. Pure Can torture. we ask Mueller to put that in on his sentencing? Yes. <laughs> Just a little star. Mueller, I know you listen, because yes. your name is on this podcast. It, please don't sue us. And, uh, you know, I think I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be tremendous. But. Anyway, please Absolutely. continue. No, very good points. Uh, Caputo went also um, on to say that the Senate and the House are net fishing. The special counsel is spear fishing. They know what they are aiming at and they are deadly accurate. Hell yeah. That's so fucking Damn. cool. Damn. But then he's like, there's no collusion. Uh, but <laughs> exactly. they're looking into it and they're yeah. really good. <laughs> this guy is Team Trump, by the way. Caputo yeah, is Team that's Trump. That's what I'm saying. He's yeah, like, there's yeah. no collusion. There's nothing. Uh, but we got to watch out. Oh, wait, no. Caputo talks more. Like, there's no, there's mm-hmm. no collusion. There's nothing going on. I'm Four Eyes Mikey hey, Caputo. You interviewing me? Look. <laughs> say hello to my little friend. No, that's a different. Um, yeah, his friend is That's Roger a completely Stone. different continent. Sorry. Uh, We're not know. totally accurate with our impressions, <laughs> but the facts about gangsters the A gangster is a gangster. A gangster is a gangster, right? Absolutely. A gangster by any other name would smell as sweet. Oh, yes. I think Shakespeare said that. I think so too. <laughs> or like uh, Gandhi. <laughs> Gandhi. No, it was Shakespeare. After Yeah, you're right. After the Senate interview, Caputo went off on the Intelligence Committee. So he complained that the probe cost him $125,000 and that now he's forced to move out of his home in Buffalo just to pay off his legal bills. Stop breaking the law, asshole. Thank you. Uh, in a prepared statement, he said, quote, your investigation and others into allegations of Trump campaign collusion with Russia are costing my family a great deal of money, more than $125,000 and making a visceral impact on my children my children i'm sorry i'm sorry did we cost you 125 or did you cost you 125 it's time to take a swim in lake you caputo thank you you did this to yourself and it 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 but fucking drives me crazy when people do not accept responsibility for their own actions Seriously. and blame everyone else. We are all guilty of something, and and Comey talks about this. Well, too. I'm not, but you know, it's, <laughs> right, right. I hate it course. when people don't accept responsibility for their own actions. Seriously, God, it's a big dude. pet peeve of mine too because I know we're all human. If you just come out with it, but just to conclude, uh, he added, "quote Forget about all the death threats against my family. I want to know who cost us so much money, who crushed our kids, who forced us out of our home, Trump. all because you lost an election. I want to." know because god damn you to hell yeah god damn End you quote. to hell he said that to the 
Congress. I just want to add, like, and then then, like got up and stormed out. Seriously, it's like Bill Cosby (laughs) saying, "I don't have a private jet, you asshole." To the judge, it's like I know you you are angry, but realize that this sounds like justice to a lot of people. Like, even if you didn't do anything that (laughs) deserves jail time, if you were caught up with these sketchy people to the fact where you were, Mueller is not going to call you if he doesn't need you. He's not going to call you if you don't have something already evidence wise. So justice is blind. Justice is blind, and so is Bill Cosby. Yes. After you take a quaalude. <laughs> He's not going to be able to see those people sneaking up on him in prison. Mm-mm. Oh, my gosh. Screw him. And, yeah, and you know what? I don't feel bad. You can email me and tweet at me all you want. Please you be do. nice. You be, you be gentle. We'll you have be a Bill good, Cosby You be episode. a good human. I'm like, no, no, no. When karma happens, I will celebrate it every single time. We, and, and we talk about subjective morality, but at some point you have to decide which like side are you on. Which, If it's all gray, which shade of gray? Well, you talk you about subjective on? morality. I yeah. talk about objective morality. Right. And I stand there by are, subjectivity. I just know that at some point I have to make a decision about where I am on the spectrum there are of two, that. For me, there's two sides. You either yeah. do, do the wrong thing or you do the right thing. I agree with that. I just, and we don't have to get into it because it's a big deal, but I love Me and you. I love that you bring that up because I, I believe that you're not wrong because I believe that everyone can be right in the right, you know, circumstances. Oh, I see. Yeah, so I agree with you too. Because you believe in subjective morality, yeah, and you I, just go along with what I'm I say. I'm also on your spectrum. No, no, no. It's two things. That's pretty meta. Yeah. So if I say everything's objective, mm-hmm. you say, you're I right. agree with you because I'm subjective. Exactly. But I also happen to fall on your side of the spectrum. That's hilarious. I'm not a terrorist. So I believe that what you're saying is right. Do you right. know that? Have you checked the terrorist watch list? It's a good lately? point. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the gist of the whole Caputo update. And Interesting. Um, yeah, that's wow, that. I appreciate you bringing that to us. That guy is four eyes. Mikey four eyes. Four eyes Caputo. <laughs> Again, that's my nickname for him. That's another thing. Hey, we're not perfect. Um, well, <laughs> speak for your side of the table if you want. Um, I love you. <laughs> ENTJ. What? What? <laughs> yes. Okay. No, actually, I do have many faults. Um, I'm just not going to tell you what they are. <laughs> uh, vulnerability. You're smart. I don't do it. I'll give you that. You're very, very smart for keeping that. shirt. Vulnerability. Don't do it. Yeah. Um, anyway, thank you for that. Jordan. Thank you. Jordan, queen yes. of the meltdown reports. You oh, brought yeah. us the full Nunberg. Then you brought us the Trump Fox meltdown. And now you have for us the Giuliani Hannity shit show. Yes. This may be one of my favorite meltdowns it so far. It was really good. Yeah. because The Trump guy... one was manic and insane and gave me anxiety. For sure. <laughs> this one was slow and stupid and made me laugh. Yep. Yeah. And hilarious because this guy used to be the mayor of fucking New York. And he was the uh, U.S. Uh, attorney, district attorney mm-hmm. in the Southern District of New York. Yeah, he's he, Comey's he had, first like major boss. Boss basically. and Comey, mm-hmm. uh, Comey's old job. Comey mm-hmm. had that job before he, he did, yeah, was after. director of the FBI. Yep, yep, which we'll talk about in our yeah, book club. If you guys aren't of part of the MSW book club, this week is really intense and fantastic and mm-hmm. beautiful and sad and, and hilarious. Get on it, so yeah. seriously, for as little as a dollar a month, One you, dollar. Can, you can listen to the book club. Yeah, mm-hmm. very yep. affordable, very worth yep. it. Yeah. So Rudy Giuliani, uh, <laughs> he uh, ran for the presidency also in his in his heyday. And there's there there's this guy that made such funny little political chants and jingles for each of the candidates. And Rudy Giuliani's was Giuliani. He's tough. Dun, 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 oh security. Dun, 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 dun. Do you remember that one? Was that oh, real? Was, was he joking? Well, no. So he like this guy just made all these jingles for like for Huckabee. It was like I'm voting for Huckabee. That's Huckabee, beautiful. Huckabee, Huckabee, oh, Huckabee. Oh, random yeah, like so it's, just, yeah. it's a satire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I love it. Satires. I love it. Yeah, it's funny. Anyway, uh, because after some of the Trump jingles and the you Roy never Moore know jingles, what's real, right. Jeb, Jeb. 
satire is dead. Yeah. It's dead. <laughs> you can you cannot any longer assume that something is fake or real. I need a disclaimer at all times. <laughs> like I'll like I'll retweet something from a, a Sarah Sanders account where she said, "I'm proud to be associated with Aunt Lydia," and I'm like, "Holy shit!" And someone's like, "That's a joke." Right? And I'm like, you "Never it know." Didn't sound like one. That mm-hmm. seemed like something she would say. Seriously. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Please continue. Oh yeah, no problem. Uh, if I can find those clips, I'll see if I can put them on our newsletter. Maybe Ooh, or thank something. Thank you. I like really your funny. impression though. I was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it painted the picture for sure. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> um, so, uh, I'm glad that you sang them too. That way, we don't have to pay royalties. Exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. We'll pay you. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> Keep the wine coming. I'll accept it in that. I love how you have this like sitting here going to waste nutrition drink and then your wine is right in front of you like balanced it's some green shit it's a matcha lemonade oh okay it looked like some wheatgrass oh god i took a shot of wheatgrass once Mm -hmm. and i threw up up immediately (laughs) i love wheatgrass in 30 30 seconds i had to run to the bathroom and projectile vomit and it cleansed you right (laughs) that's the idea that was pretty immediate it tastes like it tastes like clovers to me and i used to eat those when i was you feel lucky punk do you Sorry. What? I went a big stretch there. I went from four leaf clover, clover to Lucky to uh, Clint Eastwood. <laughs> so my oh, wow. mind works and at like triple what? speed. Yeah, that, <laughs> that was a fast. Thank you. It was. That Thank went you. fast. It's too. a record. <laughs> it did. There's like a monorail going on. Yeah, it releases clover. You feeling like? Wow. Yeah, my brain is like weird. <laughs> See, that's why she's here. That she's an Thank asset you. to me. Thank yes. You. Uh, to all of us, not just me. I'm not just using her. I didn't. <laughs> you're she's not. Kind. I mean, you're not. Okay, we'll we'll talk about we'll talk about what Kanye said later. Oh yeah, <laughs> fuck Kanye. Anyway, sorry. I don't know if people believe that. I do. Uh, I believe fuck Kanye. <laughs> if you love Kanye, we're so sorry. Uh, please don't email us. And you're weird. Yeah, <laughs> he's done unforgivable things in the last few weeks. Um, okay. Anyway. So, Rudy Giuliani showed up on Sean Hannity this week and made every true patriot's life so much better. Mm-hmm. He, number one, admits that Trump fired Comey because Comey would not tell the American people that Trump was not a target of Comey's investigation. Mm. Corrupt intent. That's corrupt, corrupt intent. It was. It was. So, of that course. That combined with Trump himself saying it was because of Russia, this Russia thing, <laughs> Russia. China. China and Russia. <laughs> Uh, that it is. It's, the only problem is that it's Giuliani saying it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Giuliani also says subpoena. Sorry about your micro subpoena. <laughs> oh my god! I'm gonna have to serve you two subpoenas. <laughs> <Just> overcompensate. <laughs> <laughs> This is so <laughs> Oh my goodness. Beautiful. <laughs> Thank so, you. Thank you, Giuliani. The gift that you are yeah. like herpes. <laughs> you just you never go away. But but there's nothing really funny and awesome about herpes, so never mind. Glitter. You're True. just like glitter. There you go. You're enjoyable and I can't get rid of you. Yes. yes. That's a great that is a huge left turn from herpes. I applaud you. <laughs> yeah, herpes. Just like glitter. <laughs> <laughs> to get out of that headspace you were in and get glitter. That was amazing. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> So he does that. Um, (laughs) 
which which of course contradicts the tale that Trump has been saying this whole time, which is that he was firing Comey over his handling of the Hillary investigation. <laughs> so thank you, Giuliani, for showing. I think we have a minisode this week going over all the different reasons Comey was fired. Oh yeah, uh, given by many different people, right. many many different sides. Right. Uh, so <laughs> who knows what the real? If you are a patron, if you're spending a dollar a month to get the book club, the higher loyalty, the the uh, the entire archive of all of our minisodes uh yeah you're gonna you're gonna hear that this week it's mm-hmm. it's pretty funny it's a good one yeah um so fucking idiot giuliani <laughs> and, and then so after he does that and this one sean hannity interview he then goes on to admit that while cohen paid off stormy daniels with his personal money cohen was then reimbursed personally by donald trump himself mm. this was a huge <laughs> moment before giuliani could even finish his words hannity butts in and it says really i'm pretty positive that trump said he did not do that <laughs> he's like, and he knew nothing of it. hannity's face he's all <laughs> yeah i wish you could see my face right now it's like oh a thumb God. with a face on it really it is it's so square i know yeah and and so this is hilarious this is to, to which giuliani responds i'm not sure actually i haven't investigated it myself yet what a great lawyer going on national television speaking about the crux of the investigation into your client and misspeaking, you fucking idiot. It's like he didn't even No, prepare. no, no. You're wonderful. You're fantastic. Keep it up. He right. really is. Yeah. You're amazing. That was an amazing performance. Yes. And Chaos need, just continues. We need more like it. Oh, yeah. Stormy Daniels' lawyer responds after this happens just saying, thank you, God. This Aven- is amazing. Uh, Avenatti got on TV and he's like, uh, the, the, he calls up, I think it was on MSNBC or CNN and they're like, so oh, Lawrence O'Donnell, I think. He's mm-hmm. like, so what do you think about what happened? And Avenatti's like, um, I believe in God now. <laughs> um, as your listeners know, I've never been rendered speechless yeah. and I am speechless. Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. He's like, I don't. I don't even know. He what should to be say. on the calendar, or maybe like um, he's no, so he's sexy. No, he's a he's a he's a slimy. He is, but lawyer. he's kind of but a sexy ant. Like he looks like a little. I think Stormy's would be more. You're right. Why did I never consider Stormy? She's yeah. a badass. Yeah, yeah. yeah All right, yeah, we'll talk she about it. herself, but that's like virtually impossible. <laughs> some some guy, some guy posted a thing. He's like, who? Would, why? Why did he even fuck such an ugly porn star? Look at that ugly piece of shit. Oh my gosh, she is. And I responded like, says the guy with a dog as his profile picture. Yeah. I don't mean like he actually has his puppy. Like, mm-hmm. he, you know, wonder what you look like. People fella. are so like afraid to be themselves online. That, that dude jerked off to her at least a hundred times. Of course, yeah. That's just yeah. like John Spurlock's picture is a sailboat. Mm-hmm. Probably from that ad for John Kerry when it's like John Kerry's always switching sides and it's <laughs> sailing and then it like flips and yeah. goes one other way and flips again. Oh, goes the other <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. Interesting or technique. Yeah, uh, metaphor you've got going there, <laughs> yeah. Spurlock. Yeah, I like it. I like it. If you guys don't know, we're talking about John Spurlock. If you haven't been listening since episode like three, since day one, you wouldn't know what this is. This is this guy who who got onto our page and said, uh, "If you keep talking like you will, I'm going to fuck you in the heart, bitch." <laughs> I think he was romantically confused about his political feelings. And that, yeah, that's yeah. so true. And then he asked to meet up with AG for coffee. Yeah, yeah. He, he said, well, "You know, we're on opposite sides of this thing, but we should meet up, and right. you know, to show you know that we can unite." I'm like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, to I, be fair, Democrat and Republican Carvel- having sex Carvel- might thing. be pretty cool. I'm just saying. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> I'm sorry. Am 
might have to edit this out, but I was just saying a Democrat and a Republican having sex might be pretty cool, just yeah. in terms of like my husband's a Republican. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I, I remember. Do you remember uh, James Carville? Yeah, James Carville yeah. and his wife. Yeah, um, that always hey, blew my mind. I yeah. like that. I watched them do a talk together at UNLV once. They go and they do like a little debate, and then they just Maria get Shriver, off stage right? And fuck. <laughs> Maria Schreiber. His uh, Shriver. his wife. Yeah. I don't remember her name. Yeah, I think it's Shriver. Yeah, we don't hate Republicans. Like, obviously, you're married to one. It's just funny how he was this like extreme hater. I yeah. think I, I think Maria Shriver was a Kennedy. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. I'll have to look that up. We'll but that just up. always blew my mind. And that's okay, because life is multifaceted and we can all love each other. But not after you say you're going to fuck someone in the heart. Even then, my I'm husband sure... is not a Trump supporter. So Okay, oh, fair yes. enough. He's just like a traditional conservative, maybe fiscally or um, some social. Oh, no. Element. Mary Madeline. Okay, Mary yeah, Madeline, that's I remember, right. yeah. It my thing is um I'm only a democrat because it's kind of the way I was raised to be. I haven't even done enough research to know where I fall exactly cuz I'm I don't think I'd be republican, but who knows cuz I I couldn't tell you all of the things that make republicans republicans. Top of my head, I feel like the same thing goes for religion. I have a lot of research to do. Maria Shriver uh is a Kennedy and she was Schwarzenegger's wife. Interesting. Ah, Interesting. Yeah. Like you said, Jordan. Apparently, fucking a Kennedy isn't enough. You got to hit the house or the the maid as well. So right, right. I don't know if I was fucking a Kennedy, I'd yeah. probably write songs about mm-hmm. it. At least Schwarzenegger's trying to reform the GOP. He's he doing might. Someone needs new to. New wave thing, or what's it called? Right? Isn't it called like new way? Or it something? might die if no one they steps have, up. They're starting to have like meetings. <laughs> I'm not anti GOP. I'm anti the current GOP. You know, yeah. like I'm all for a multi party system. You don't want yeah. one anything, but yeah. Yeah, right now it's just crap. Yes. Uh, so, but, sorry, just to jump back. Of so course, yeah, here. yeah, go for it. I'm sweating like a wildebeest. We're all sweating up I'm in so the studio. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so hot town summer. <laughs> yeah, all right. San Diego. Like the one day San Diego is uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. The so one day. <laughs> yeah. So basically. <laughs> Juliana says he, he admits. Yeah, that's my segues. Just drawing out words. Nice segue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Giuliani says he admits that he hasn't even investigated the issue himself before he goes on national television and speaks to it. Brilliant. Then, as if that wasn't enough, Giuliani goes on to Fox and Friends, the same set that we once saw Trump had a meltdown on mm-hmm. last week, and he doubles down on everything he says and says the exact same thing. He, I didn't know that. Yeah. He, I didn't know he Fox and Friends did. There's a second interview. So a lot of the quotes that I was seeing on the internet are actually pulled from the Hannity mm. and then also the Fox and Friends interview. Mm. Oh. I was a bit confused about the exact legality about why exactly the, the Stormy Daniels payoff situation is a violation of campaign's finance laws. So campaign finance 11 laws? days before the uh, thing, right? Before the campaign or the election. No, no, no. What well, was what, it? what it was I. days before the election. Oh, what no, I, no. 11 days was Comey. There we go. Uh, no, what happened was within 30 days of the election, um, if you, if Cohen made a $130,000 payment to Stormy Daniels to keep her quiet. That's considered a campaign, a campaign contribution because mm-hmm. it helped. Now, John Edwards had a similar situation where he paid off a woman to keep quiet, but mm-hmm. he did it a year and a half before his election. So that was enough time. So they considered it a private matter. Right. But he was still, you know, anyway. Campaigning, technically. Yeah. Uh, well, no, he wasn't campaigning. Oh, at all. Okay, okay. Uh, so they considered it a private matter. So he did not violate campaign okay, files. Okay, okay. Because this happened within a couple weeks before it's the campaign. It's so close, yeah. What they're saying is that this is this this payment had to have had a benefit to the campaign. Otherwise, why would they do it then and not Right, sooner? and Giuliani himself said, imagine, oh. Hey, it's oh. time. Yeah. Kimberly Phillips is calling us back. Let's do it. Okay. Put a pin in it. Put some beans on Put it. Put some beans Remember on we're, that. We're going to answer this call. 
Hello, Kimberly. How was court? I'm sorry. I I didn't have you on speaker. Uh, How was court? It was good. My client got to go home, so that was a good thing. Oh, good. excellent! As as a good attorney, uh, always does. <laughs> Thank you. All right, so I think so, you were about to tell us about your new scoop about the EDVA Manafort case. Exactly. So this goes. This this scoop is a shout out to my friend Greg Hunter, who is a brilliant attorney in the Eastern District, been practicing for twenty years there, and he has to actually be in the hearing. During um, this particular motion, oh, the one where Ellis and went so, off—the one where Ellis went off on the prosecution. Exactly. So I got some inside scoop, and he knows everybody, knows all the prosecutors, knows the judges, knows the defense attorneys, knows everyone. So he's a—he's a reliable. <laughs> can he get me Mueller's um, autograph? Can he get me Mueller's autograph, or at least Weissman's? I don't know. I will ask him though. <laughs> <laughs> Thank but, you. Um, he said, um. um well, I asked him, I said, well, you know, why, why wasn't the case given to the um, Eastern District of Virginia to, to do for what they did with Cohen up in New York? And it turns out that back in 2005, when um, Rosen, I think it's Rosenberg, was the um, United States Attorney in the Eastern District, they looked into these cases. Well, you're not talking about, Rose, you're not, you're not talking about Rosenstein, right? You're talking about Rosenberg? Rosenberg, who was the U.S. attorney for the Eastern District. Got it. I just wanted to clarify. So not Rosenstein. It's, a different, it's Chuck Rosenberg, who was the U.S. attorney for the Eastern District back in 2005. I see. So they, they actually considered these Manafort cases and turned them down. They considered them and turned them down. Wow. So that's why it wasn't given back to the EBBA, hmm. which I thought was interesting because I was like, yeah, that would kind of solve everything. But... The EDVA had already passed on these years ago, and when they and, and when they that, when they pass on them, do they not try again? Even though there might be a new, um... well, then then you run into statute of limitations problems because you have to loop it back into the Russian investigation in order to beat the statute of limitations. Oh, snap. because all these events occurred in two thousand and five, the statute of limitations runs, I believe, is after eight years. So he can no longer be prosecuted for it. But if you can loop him back into the uh, a, a scheme with the Russian involvement, oh, I, particular cases come back in. I get it now. So it would be beyond the statute of limitations if it did not have anything to do with the current Russia investigation. Oh. But because it does, and I, I'm assuming there are some there's some things that we still don't know about how this is tied into the Russia investigation with collusion. Uh, if it does tie in with it, then it brings it more current and, and makes them... They, they can bring it back up because <laughs> it's part of the conspiracy <laughs> going all the way back. So that's sort of the interesting thing that I learned that I didn't know before all this. I didn't but know that either. I thought they weren't bringing it back yeah. up in the Eastern District of Virginia because uh, uh, it tied in with Russian collusion and we just didn't know how yet. And so... I didn't. I didn't know about the statute of limitations and that somebody had already uh, turned it down. That's that's crazy. Everybody turned it down. Wow. Wow. So that's, kind of, that's the interesting thing. And then um, uh, the Breen, um, D-E-B-R-E-E-N, who is a solicitor general um, for the United States, and I don't know if you all know this. Basically, in federal 
world. <laughs> the Solicitor General's office is sort of your elite appellate White House attorneys. So um, um, Supreme Court Justice Kagan was a Solicitor General. So they're like sort of the, if there's a really like kind of broad, um, important political issue that is going up to appeal, the Solicitor General's office handles that as opposed to the U.S. Attorney's office. Oh, yeah. And Noel, Fran- Noel Francisco is the current Solicitor General, and he just argued uh, in the, in front of the Supreme Court yeah. about the Muslim so ban. That was a, yeah, and that was one of the bones of contentions for Ellis in the hearing on Friday was, why is the Solicitor General coming in to argue this particular motion? Mm. Um, and that's part of why he made the um, request about, well, you know, aren't you all just, you know, filing these charges in order to get him to flip? Okay, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. So Noel Francisco was arguing on behalf of Mueller's team in EDVA or not? Well, who? I, I'm sorry. Ex- explain to me. So, so, so our solicitor general is Noel Francisco, and he, you're saying he was arguing the case for Mueller's team? No, no, no. One of one of one of the solicitor generals. One of his staff, not okay. the solicitor general, but one of his staff. Okay, so the the special prosecutor, the special assistant prosecutor for Mueller, was not actually arguing the case for Mueller's team. Well, this particular solicitor is working with Mueller's team. Okay, I gotcha. But okay, it's somebody at, out of that. It's, it's but it's, the court was sort of like, why is it just kind of a regular, you know, assistant doing this? Why do you have a and, Why do you have um, a staff from the Solicitor General's why, office? Why do you have a Solicitor General's office? And um, the court basically, the court sort of challenged him and said, um, you know, the, the you know what in the memorandum, the Rossi memorandum, gets you to these two thousand and five bank fraud charges. And uh, Brain, who was arguing the motion, basically said to the court, um, the Rothstein memo is not meant to be relied upon as the full scope of the special counsel's investigation. And you're talking about the, the four-page Rosenstein memo that was mostly redacted, that kind of, that they that used... Mostly redacted. That, that, yeah. that, that's the one that and they, so, that's, wait, hang on, that's the one that they used in the D.C. court uh, uh to, to fight Manafort's civil case to dismiss the charges. Exactly. And they filed the same thing when he filed the same type of arguments and in it's, the and, and it's the memo that uh, the GOP uh, is trying to file impeachment proceedings about because they're demanding uh, a full unredacted version of that memo, uh, which Rosenstein has refused. Exactly. And yeah. the judge, and so the... Um, so, yeah, so the Solicitor General basically says, you know, that memo is not meant to be relied upon as the entire scope of what the special counsel can do. And the judge basically came back with, well, you know, so that kind of excuse works on my children, but not on my wife. <laughs> but so, not on my wife. <laughs> so why don't you let me be the judge in this case? Oh, because he's the judge. That would be a yeah. good idea. <laughs> he's the judge. 
You know, I I appreciate that a lot from him. And I I hear he's tough. I hear they also call the EDVA the rocket docket because things get through there. And my understanding is that there's one of the 18 charges on uh, his taxes is uh, the statute of limitations is is set to expire in October. But I'm, I'm thinking that well, first of all, there's 17 other charges, but I'm also thinking they, they might be done with it by then because this Ellis guy seems like he means business. Yeah, but everything moves very, very fast. Once it's on the court's docket, they're like, we just want to get it off. Nothing hangs around for years on end. Excellent. <laughs> Interesting. All right, Kimberly. So, um, oh, sorry, go ahead. You got more? But, so, yeah, so the court, as you said, has had, the court also has not seen the unredacted version, and they're like, we want the unredacted version. Oh, and so um, yeah, and I don't mind him giving it to yeah. the court. I mind him giving it to yeah. to Congress where they can leak it to the White House. That's yeah. exactly. So it's kind of one of these things. Like you really can't read into it whether or not he is, you know, for the government or for the defense or going to grant a motion or not grant a motion. But like I said, he's very thorough. So he wants the attorneys to come in and say, "Hey, look, prove to me there's a legal basis for doing this." beyond the where the government trusts us. <laughs> All right, great. Well, it sounds like he's just doing his due, gili- his due diligence. And, uh, and uh, man, Kim, I really appreciate, I appreciate you coming on today and, oh, yeah. and explaining that to us, giving us that inside scoop. So uh, thank you very much. No and thank we'll you. be talking soon. Great, and um, like I said, I'm, I'm totally starshed, but you guys are awesome. Oh. Have a good weekend. Okay. Thank you so Thank much. You I so feel much. completely le- like legitimate now. Thank you. <laughs> have a good Have a good weekend. No Bye, Kim. Bye. Bye. Holy crap, you guys! Yeah, that's crazy. That was definitely worth it. Oh my gosh! I'm gonna have to listen to that, take and it all in, it. and then I'm gonna do a mini sode about it next you week. You got it. Yeah. Yes. Everything she said is insane, intense. She knows somebody that was in the courtroom when Judge Ellis did that. Mm-hmm. She told us about why Judge Ellis does these things, um, and 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 she broke some news. Yes. Um, that's good. Scoop. Intense. Uh, you yes. know what, At Rachel Maddow? I'll hit you up. I'll I'll <laughs> I'll tweet it to you so you can have it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Thank you, Kim. Thank maybe you so a much. shout out. Uh, you know, just hey, every yeah, now and then. Just saying. All right. So anyway, yes, Jordan, you were, I believe. Yeah, I, I did my own research on that, and basically the short answer of why uh, that's not okay for him to have paid off Cohen is because it's considered a campaign contribution if it's going to do any damage control, mm-hmm. and you can legally contribute unlimited amounts of money to your own campaign, but the money has to be disclosed on campaign finance yes. reports, and it wasn't. So right. that's the main and if he, issue. It, I heard if Cohen had had paid the $130,000 and Trump paid him back immediately, it mm-hmm. wouldn't be a problem. Right. Uh, Over time. Well, it would have been a problem because he didn't report it yeah. as a campaign That's expenditure. The That's the problem. main thing I think yeah, he said he didn't yeah. report So there's it. two things. Either it's a contribution helping the campaign, mm-hmm. um, an in-kind contribution, which is illegal, or it's um, a, a, an expenditure of the campaign, mm-hmm. which wasn't reported. reported. Right. And it's not the first time they if have Cohen, reported shit. If Cohen, just, <laughs> if Cohen paid it and didn't get paid back, it would have been an unreported in-kind contribution. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And then if Trump does it, then that's just even fucking worse. Yeah, yeah. It's like between Still, a rock yeah. and a hard place there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so basically, Giuliani just completely incriminated. Uh, I mean, obviously, it wasn't any sort of official statement, but it's just hilarious. <laughs> a couple of things that I thought were just interesting that are kind of random observations I made about this interview that Giuliani does with Hannity is... The amount that he and Hannity are both referring to Donald Trump as a friend. It's really disturbing to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like... And Cohen. 
Yeah, exactly. Like he's a friend. He's a good guy. Yeah, Stone, he's uh-huh. Roger Stone, all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At one point, Giuliani calls him Donald, and then steps back, and it's like, well, President Trump. You know, he like he to Hannity once. He was like, you know, Donald, and it's like. God, this is just such a perfect reason. It's a it's perfect like, encapsulation of how corrupt exactly. this entire thing is. This guy had zero, zero experience in politics. Mm-hmm. He runs for the presidency. His relationship with these people, based on when Giuliani was a mayor and a prosecutor in New York, is entirely based on him being a really big businessman yeah. who Giuliani's revealing he was good friends with at the time, so yeah. much so that they're on such a first-name basis that he would let that slip in an how interview. How much corruption can the country even take so blatantly before we just all say, like, wait a minute? Like, this is why I, I understand why people are upset when they compare Trump to Hitler, because Hitler killed millions of Jewish people, and Trump, what, he let a couple Americans get stumped out, and he bombed a few Syrians. I get that that's, like, still wrong in its own you know, right? But yeah, Trump isn't Hitler on a murdering stance, but we're talking about the propaganda and the and the oligarchy. Well, we could we could sit here and talk about how many people are going to die because they don't have health care, or how go. many people yeah. are dying in Flint, Michigan, I or mean, how many like, people died in Puerto Rico, totally. or how many people died in the Virgin Islands, totally. or how many. I mean, we you're we, totally right. There, uh, and someone brought up a good point just with that Flint, Michigan thing. Like Compton still doesn't have clean water either. There's yeah. cities all over, how like is Central this California. America? Yeah. I just don't understand it. Yeah, the level of corruption and greed and concentrated wealth is like so staggering, and it's mm-hmm. it's awful that we've grown yeah. desensitized to it we thought um, that we wouldn't be susceptible to this kind of um you know government corruption we knew that we always had corruption but we never knew that this would be like right. i never knew that this would be mm-hmm. this level i think the curtain's getting pulled back and we're just starting to actually get a taste of what's always been going on it's yeah. not like stuff is kind of like um um uh, violence on people of color by the cops mm-hmm. yeah absolutely everyone's like is there just a crazy rise of violence on people of color no there's a crazy rise of people having cell phones yeah the absolutely. violence is the same yeah totally <laughs> and and you're like this is actually Pulling been back going the on forever and yeah. it's actually better than it was before and it's still the most horrible thing I've ever seen yeah absolutely so the the fact that it's the fact that it's declined to what it is now uh is blows my mind because we didn't have all cell phone videos mm -hmm, of evidence what used to happen yeah if slaves had smartphones I have a joke about if they had freedom. Yeah. <laughs> like, you smartphones have some would have been really right. funny slavery jokes, by Thank the way. You. If you guys are into slavery humor, hey, come uh, to our meet and greet. Me up. You'll see Julie's yes. them. July 3rd, yeah. meet and greet. I'm going to make right. her do, I'm going to make you do all of your slavery You got jokes. it. Oh, yes. please. Yes. Uh, and uh, also, your art is incredible. Your Thank paintings you. are amazing. Thank you. Uh, I want to make a Muller Shiro based painting. Maybe we can put ooh. it up on the store someday. Yeah. Well, we'll that, talk about that it. That plantation one works just fine. Hey, you got it. That works for the Trump administration. I can whip that up anytime. So just put Ty Cobb in there he looks like a plantation owner (laughs) it'll work out fine yes yes so just to wrap this up the last couple things that i thought were noteworthy in this interview was what giuliani says about Mueller versus what he says about comey Giuliani actually gives a very positive review of Robert Mueller. He says he's worked with Mueller. He's a really trustworthy guy. He's a good person. He's a patriot. He's done so much for our country. He trusts him. He's a straight shooter. He says it's everybody else on Mueller's staff that he does not like and he doesn't (laughs) trust. Holy shit. Yeah. But it was really interesting to hear him say so Jews. many positive things, right? <laughs> That's probably what he's thinking. Seriously. Jews. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was interesting to see Giuliani re- reveal a sort of uh, almost like reverence, honestly, for Mueller. Just complete respectability when he speaks about him, which is right. amazing. Everyone does. Everyone has incredible respect for him except for Trump and Trump supporters. Yeah. They think he's Satan out to get him. Right. Mm-hmm. Lying about everything. And, and you know what? The day that you uh, go to war and get shot in the leg and watch your friend die... 
and get a purple heart and two bronze stars, you can come and talk to me. Yeah. About you. who's an asshole and who's not. Seriously. Until then, you are not allowed. Mm-hmm. Take a fucking seat. The mm-hmm. end. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when Giuliani talks about Comey, he says uh, everything that we hear Trump saying about Comey. He's a leaker and a liar. He's He says he even goes as far as to say that God made a mistake in putting Comey in the position that he was in as FBI director. They're trying director. to appeal to those it's evangelicals, right? It's like some fucked right? up stuff. Well, he's also trying to really hurt Comey's feelings. Yeah. Because yeah. Comey is a religious he man. He is. Oh. He's not as religious as, like, John Ashcroft, who he used to but work for. But he still for. has faith, yeah. Because John Ashcroft, like, didn't dance, didn't drink, didn't smoke, didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and at, at one point, he <laughs> Comey used the word turd in a meeting and it really really upset john ashcroft and he had to talk to him about it later and he wouldn't even say it to him he's like what did i say and he's like it rhymes with word oh my gosh and and comey's all because comey's like did i drop an f-bomb and not remember i would remember that so so comey's religious but he's not like footloose religious right yeah Yeah, you're not allowed to say turd religious (laughs) right (laughs) completely it's so natural though like we all have them sorry yeah for sure yeah turds yeah i guess we just can't say it Okay. Yeah. What well, did you think? <laughs> we all have. Well, I remember growing up watching the uh, uh, the Breakfast Club on TBS, and there's a point where he says, "You're a gutless turd," and they edit that to a gutless worm. And I was like, "What oh turd? God, that's really? Hilarious. That's funny because oh. gutless worm is a better burn. I think that's a good point. <laughs> when I was in turd, second grade, <laughs> I wrote a. Um, and, like, and aren't all turds gut? Full? Like, don't they all <laughs> yeah. come from the gut? They're just a sliding gut. That's yeah. basically all a worm yeah. is. So how can you possibly be a gutless turd? Mm-hmm. You just appear out of thin air <laughs> as a turd, and then you are gutless. You spawned from no gut. Yeah, I you, love you it. sprung forth from the armor of <laughs> Medea's head or Hera People- or whoever that got. I don't know myths. People think PC culture is a new thing, but like in oh. second grade, I know second grade. So I'm 25. This is 20 Lenny years ago. Bruce. Yeah. Like I, I wrote a, or I did a drawing where I said smoking sucks. And my teacher had a parent teacher conference to talk about why I felt comfortable saying the word sucks in second grade. Damn. That's I crazy. actually like your, um, I, I feel like it was had some depth to it because when you smoke, you do suck. Yeah. So smoking literally mm-hmm. sucks. Exactly. But my teacher was like, why does she know the word suck? She suck dick. Like, I don't know what they were thinking. No, yeah, sucks, just... sucks is strong language. Is it? Uh, for, yeah, like, you know. That's so weird to me. In 2018. Yeah, I guess I don't say it anymore. But back then it was the same as like, that's lame. Did you go to Catholic school? No, public school in that's, New Orleans. Okay, that's really, really Very weird. weird. Yeah. We yeah. also had a chocolate milk in a square bag. <laughs> so I'm going to oh, just of- leave that there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bagged milk. I've only bagged milk. I've only heard about bagged milk though from people that are a generation before me. Yeah, we were just really poor. <laughs> Yeah, yeah New Orleans public school. That's government milk. It's yeah. All right, you guys. I'm going to talk a little bit uh, about the Republicans in Congress, mm-hmm. uh, specifically the House of Representatives, and namely Jim Jordan, Nunez, your buddy, Jordan's boyfriend. <laughs> I'd say one guy's hot. Uh, your team. <laughs> your team. I just like brunettes. My friend, my friend, and I have been playing this game for about 20 years called Your Team, where if we see like a creepy asshole or like just somebody we fucking hate we're just like your team we assign him to your team oh yeah that's your boyfriend and we aren't allowed to play uh at the county fair (laughs) because that's just not fair it's just mean (laughs) we call it the unfair rule it's a good game that's so funny there are certain places we just when it's off limits but all the time every day of our lives for the last 20 years we play your team so so funny um anyway um nunez is on your team (laughs) uh i abuse my team (laughs) Meadows and Goodlot, or Good Latte, whatever his name is, oh. <laughs> uh, they've been trying to undermine the Department of Justice and specifically Rod Rosenstein and Mueller by proxy. 
Uh, this week, Trump sided with the Republicans in the battle that's been brewing between these Republicans in the House and the Department of Justice since the Mueller investigation began on a on not on April 9th, sorry, since the Mueller investigation began, which is we're coming up on a year, by the way. It was wow. in May. We're going to have an anniversary show, basically. Yeah. Well, yeah. One year. Well, we didn't start until October 30th. You're right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When the first indictments Good dropped. Point. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, on April 9th of this year, Meadows and Jordan sent a letter to the Department of Justice. And by the way, Jim Jordan, uh, Ohio's primary is next week. Get him the fuck out. This oh, guy's an asshole. He's yeah. he's he's a I hate his face. He's got one of those punchable faces <laughs> like uh, like Spencer or Sean Hannity. or um, yeah. not Skrillex. What's that? Skrelly. <laughs> <laughs> I guess Skrillex. I guess too. Skrillex, too. <laughs> um, anyway, um, they sent a letter to the DOJ. F- uh demanding the fully unredacted four-page memo uh, that we became aware of in the case that Manafort filed in D.C. to have the charges dismissed. We just talked to Kimberly about it. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, that's the memo. Like, the thing they put out to the public about um, the Mueller investigation was that he can look into anything in the Trump-Russia probe and anything that arises from that investigation. Exactly. Then he put out this four-page memo, and there might be more. I feel like there might be more, but he more put out this four-page memo. Most of it was redacted, saying you can look into these specific things into Manafort. Um, and there could be a million other things in there and we don't know because again it's mostly redacted mm-hmm. so they demanded to see the entire unredacted memo or they can't do their job um, and this week Rosenstein um, R- Rosenstein <laughs> I just keep thinking of young <laughs> Frankenstein yeah, yeah. Frankenstein <laughs> Uh, He refused to hand it over. Um, He refused uh, because it's part of an open and ongoing investigation and because the House Republicans leaked more than Russian prostitutes, really. Mm -hmm. Uh, Actually, it was clear uh, to most intelligent people that Meadows and Jordan were baiting Rosenstein to say no. And that would give Trump yeah. a pretext to fire him. Yep. Uh, Nunez tried this with the FISA warrant justification we talked about earlier, but Rosenstein let him read that with Gowdy in the room, and we all know what happened there. He didn't mm-hmm. read it. Uh, in response to Rosenstein's refusal to hand over the DOJ memo, Trump tweeted this. He said, quote, a rigged system. They don't want to turn over documents to Congress. What are they afraid of? Why so much redacting? Why such unequal justice? He sounds like the Doge meme. <laughs> yeah. Such redacting. Much justice. Much stable. Very intelligent. <laughs> yeah. And he says, he goes on to say, at some point, I will have no choice but to use the powers granted to the presidency and get involved. Yeah. He said that last week, right? Oh my that God, is, yeah. that's this week. That's a tweet oh. this week. He um, also said it on um, Fox and Friends. He did. That's, yeah. that's uh-huh. terrifying, by the way. This is a repeat of something he said, just like you said, Jalisa, during his Fox uh, Fox News rant when he said the Justice Department, quote, I try and stay away from, but at some point I won't. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. This is a bone-chilling fascist statement of yep. dictatorial proportions. We have to remove this asshole before this shit gets out of control. Even if just for his own sake, if not for ours. Yeah, like, fuck his sake. I was going to say, Trump, fuck that guy. I don't yeah, give yeah, a well, shit about fuck. his sake. Of course that Mueller she wrote, we are a big fuck Trump. But if you are pro-Trump and you happen to come across this clip, just vote him out for your own sake. Just be pro-impeachment right, so that he Trump can Trump supporters live don't rest- vote for their own interests. They True. never do. They never have but and they, they never they, will. Trump is their Obama. They're bought and paid for voters True. because they are uneducated. But they're real people. They is are. Rude? They're real weird people. I think that's fair for at least 50% of his base. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I have people that are like 
family members that are we, wealthy, there are educated, smart, wealthy, successful. But that's yeah. just because mm-hmm. honestly, they're greedy fucks. Yeah, and even so, Sorry, it's like Uncle David. If you well, don't want that tax break for themselves, yeah. If you want to yeah. come out of this like without a scathed reputation, like just vote him out so that this can just like go away. Be on the right side of history. Be on the right side of history. But even if you don't want to, because some of them don't care, um, <laughs> yeah. just do it for your own reputation. Yeah, like yeah. I have love for those people still because they're still people. Yeah, obviously. just get out but, while you can. But you're so misguided, and you need to realize that your morals are just wrong. And we're already on to you. We have a whole podcast about you. Just go away. (laughs) Just go away and then we'll go away. (laughs) Nice. No, we won't go away. No, we never will. Um, (laughs) Anyway, then after this whole thing happened, a document leaked from the Republicans in the House with no names on it, by the way, threatening articles of impeachment to Mm -hmm. remove Rosenstein. But then Rosenstein made this great public appearance. And when asked about it, here's what he said. They can't even resist leaking their own drafts. I saw that draft. I mean, I don't know who wrote it. I just don't have anything to say about documents like that, uh, that nobody has the courage to put their name on uh, and that they leak in that way. Now, there have been people who have been uh, uh, making threats privately and publicly uh, against me uh, for quite some time. And I think they should understand by now the Department of Justice is not going to be extorted. So that was from Wednesday. Uh, Then he made another public appearance on Friday at the Montgomery County Bar Association's meeting. Uh, And he's not a public guy, but he's he's making all these public appearances. And I think it's to get a message out. Mm -hmm. He reiterated his point about the separation of powers. So he's pushing back hard, uh, though House Republicans have decided to bring the articles of impeachment to the floor next week. Uh All right. Finally, we have to note that the New York Times published an article Wednesday saying a former federal law enforcement official said Mr. Rosenstein and top FBI officials have come to suspect that some lawmakers were using their oversight authority to gain intel about the Russia investigation so they could share it with the White House. No. Seriously, dude. This podcast has been saying that since the beginning of this podcast. Um, (laughs) It's conjecture, but we're right. Uh, We've been asked on multiple occasions if these Republicans can be punished for this abuse of power to obstruct justice. The thing is, we don't have a precedent for it. There was one other time when a lawmaker demanded records from the DOJ in the 1940s. But when uh, Attorney General Robert Jackson refused, who is Rosenstein's hero, by the way, (laughs) uh, Congress backed off because they understood the separation of powers. So we are in a completely new uh, new world and we are in new territory now. And I'm I'm unable to answer whether or not uh, these Republican lawmakers can be prosecuted for demanding documents from Rosenstein and turning them over to the White House. All I can say is that I hope they can be charged with obstruction of justice. Preach. <laughs> we'll be right back. Thanks for listening to Muller She Wrote. The she in Muller She Wrote is no accident. Did you know we are 100% women-owned and operated? Every single person that helps make this podcast possible identifies as a woman. Our creative and web design, our engineer and producer, our editors and digital media manager, our agent, our ad execs, our merchandising manager, our writers, the facility manager for our July 3rd live show, and even the USPS clerk that helps me with shipping. All women and all LGBTQ plus allies. We will continue to employ and partner with women as our podcast grows, but we could use your help. Please support women in podcasting and women in media by visiting MullerSheWrote.com and becoming a patron today. All right, you guys, welcome back. Thank you so much for listening to our ads. 
Uh, if you don't want to hear them anymore, you can just become a patron. It'd be mm-hmm. great. Uh, but are you ready for the Fantasy Indictment League? Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, it began to worry me this week, wondering what happens if Rosenstein is fired, because it's starting to look like they're setting him up to be fired Mm -hmm. uh, with these bullshit document demands. Joyce Vance said in an interview this week that Mueller would not have mentioned a subpoena to Trump's lawyers unless it was cleared and approved by Rosenstein. So I was like, Mueller better issue that subpoena before Trump fires Rosenstein, right? right? Uh, But then I remembered the dinner. You guys remember when Sessions Mm -hmm. and Rosenstein and Francisco, the solicitor general, and the third in line, he's the third in line at the DOJ, first in line to have oversight of the Mueller investigation, Mm -hmm. all went out to dinner in D.C. and allowed the press to take photos of them. Remember? Remember? Do you guys remember? Oh, yeah. Uh, And and that was not just a casual dinner. That was a public statement of a united front. And, And Rosenstein said in an interview this week that the DOJ will not be extorted, as we played in an earlier clip, and that no one is above the law. So I am confident that if Trump fires Rosenstein, Francisco will continue oversight of the Mueller investigation unfettered until Trump replaces him. But that leaves just enough time for the solicitor general to approve uh, Mueller dropping the sealed Manafort indictments and to subpoena the president before Sessions resigns wow. because Sessions promised he would resign if Rosenstein is fired. Exactly. And a new AG would be put in his place by Trump to stop the Mueller investigation, but by then it will be too late. It's so past Watergate at that point. So that's conjecture, but I'm right. Hell yeah. Oh, and also, uh, add Michael Caputo, Michael Forrest Caputo, into the flip column. Yes. I'm taking him off of the indicted column. I'm putting it into the flipped column mm-hmm. along with Michael Cohen. I think I think Cohen's going down. I think Cohen's going. I think Cohen's going to flip. You think so? Cohen. Cohen. He's going to flip yeah. like we've never seen. Yeah. Does Trump not understand by pushing these people away, he's going to make them flip? Well, I think back to like my my early. I think he's years. trying to. I think he's trying to like uh, make the. Sorry to interrupt you, but no I think worries. he's trying to like make this public statement that yeah. he's an asshole, so that everyone's on board with him. Exactly. Like, but what else can you do when you're so caught up in a lie? All right, you guys, this week's sabotage is that Reuters reported that it may be very difficult for Giuliani to get security clearance because of his work with foreign clients. Oh, amazing. Including Cutter. Uh, God. It's so funny. Uh, So I don't know how much security clearance you are required to have to be on Trump's outside legal team. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, he's applying. But I don't think he's going to get clearance. I think he's going to be folding napkins with Jared. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm uh, and, and the calligrapher should probably be his. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I his, can't wait for Kushner to start coming up in the in the news cycle again. It's going to happen. It's mm-hmm. only a matter of time. Yeah, it's yeah. it's, it's going to happen. There's this whole standoff shaping up where Trump's just going to fire the DOJ and the DOJ is just going to wait until the very last second when it has all the information it needs right? and it's just going to start dropping indictments. Because even if we don't um, have the wave we need, which it seems like we will, but let's say Russia interferes or people drop the ball and we don't have that blue wave we're predicting, Trump will still be president for three more years. So we're going to have this case for three more two. years. Oh, two. Sorry. We've yeah, already been through two years, gone. dude. We're doing okay. You're right. You're we're right. We're doing okay. 
All right. Also, I have multiple sabotages. Well, two. Uh, the Wall Street Journal reported today that Cohen actually took out an additional $774,000 in additional lines of credit in the 90 days leading up to the election. That's a lot. Now, of this... Mm, or it seems like a lot. Can... Uh, okay. Remember when I reported, and I know it was conjecture, but I'm right, mm-hmm. <clears throat> that he did travel to Prague... And that he did pay in cash because of plausible deniability mm-hmm. um, it, Russian bots to interfere in the election. Right. Do you remember? Uh-huh. Well, maybe that's where that money went. Yeah. Because it has to go somewhere. Somebody said 1.2 million. And I was like, that's close to 1.6 million. Sounds like an abortion. I've been watching but Breaking Bad but again. But it's not so money much. Money has to be funneled somewhere because somebody wants that money the and they want to spend it. The fact that Giuliani used the word funneled is, is already hilarious. I very telling. Yeah, all of his language is like um, assuming It's that mob language, right? Yeah, yeah, he knows better. I have, I have a quick question for you, AG. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Um, so is that something, those documents about that line of credit, is that something that will be covered in the information? they seized when they did the raid on him to know what it was used for who they got it from yes and if it has to do with russia they will probably hand it back to Mueller. cool mm-hmm. that's again conjecture but i'm right <laughs> this is my new catchphrase i love it. i love put some beans on it <laughs> but it's conjecture but i'm right is more relevant conjecture but i'm right they, I, I like them. it too they love it i enjoy it i, I again dallas owning the fact that yeah. you you are very knowledgeable of course we're all flawed but most of the time yeah. you're you're percentage of like correct conspiracy yeah. theories are on you're like freak. a reiki master you well really i'm also are. very <laughs> very um i'm i'm a i i love i love to be right and i know that in these situations i can be proven wrong but you take so pride in when not, you are right but i'm not going to go out on a limb mm-hmm. and say something that i think is going to happen unless right. i'm really pretty sure, sure it's gonna yeah, happen pretty that's sure. why i love you a woman's intuition <laughs> <laughs> mixed with giant education yeah it's a good educated guess yes and i know people in the government but mm-hmm. we won't talk about that it's a perfect storm. Have to get into that yeah all right you guys let's get to questions and Ooh, comments this is we? quickly becoming one of my favorite sections of our podcast seriously and yeah. this is quickly becoming my favorite episode yeah this is a good episode that phone call from kimberly Amazing. i can't wait to break that down with we myself we gotta do more with phone calls i, I love that. i like it too i actually reached out to natasha bertrand i oh. found out she follows us holy yes. majoli my hero in in reporting she works for the atlantic and That's she's so incredible cool. she's a she's a pundit on a lot of the a, a, a lot great. of followers she's big time oh i love her so much yeah. uh she follows us i sent her a message i was like last night she did i i sent her a message i was like i'd love to have you on the pod what's your fee seriously we'll see we can talk about whatever you we might have to do a kickstarter be prepared to give more money yeah fuck yeah be prepared to very busy give more money more she wrote. <laughs> We're more so money. poor, guys. I mean, come on. <laughs> I know. Fuck. Well, y'all are. I'm in my True. 40s. Yeah, yeah, but you worked um, hard for that. The this... 40s are the white privilege of life. Uh, <laughs> Even then, you deserve more, AG. <laughs> we have we have money. We have connections. We have, oh, we have cats outside. We Apparently have podcasts. Very vocal. Oh, and I did open a window in here. So if you hear some background wind, yeah. mm-hmm. I don't care if you're angry. Yeah, it's because my crack was quickly becoming a slip and slide. Yeah, That's well, my hey. Really limp. interesting. Yeah. Interesting <laughs> information. All right, let's get into this. At Lakoti says, quote, what is it with Rudy? Giuliani has he gone around the bend Jordan around around the bend 
I'm only 24, so you'll have to explain to me what that reference is. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> crazy? Yes. Has it gone crazy? Absolutely. Yeah. That's one of the lights yeah. on, but nobody's home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, uh, yeah. I'm just kidding. I think, yes. I, I don't think he's gone crazy. I think this is the exact kind of person Giuliani is. I think it's why him and Trump get along so well, yeah. as he constantly talks about in any interview he ever has about Trump is how good of friends they are. Absolutely. I think they speak the, la- the same language, so which is crazy. gibberish. He's just who he is. And Trump, yeah. if you want to call Trump crazy, I understand. But Trump is not crazy if you uh, are his friend. Hey, you know what, Kanye? I don't want to hear about what you have <laughs> to right, say about You're right. You're right. We're going to, you know, the stigma behind crazy is going to yeah. end. Are you going to let me finish? Are you going to let me finish? <laughs> no. You know what? I, if he's crazy or not, I don't know. But he's definitely diabolical and he's definitely yeah. a lying yes. asshole. He's not yeah. respected by people. <laughs> In Bless this you. day and age, yeah, he's not that re- sneezing. If you you're want. allergic yeah. to bullshit, is what <laughs> it is. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm gonna high five you from across. Hell yeah! yeah. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. I'm like, <laughs> it was a, you know what? It was a, it's a you know spiritual high five. It was, a, it was, was a, perfect. It was a feeling. <laughs> yeah, I'm, he's not respected by anybody. He's always been crazy, and uh, I guess he's he's maintained high level jobs for a long time. But honestly, I don't think he's very well liked or respected. Do right. you realize that this episode is going to be so long? We could split it up into five pieces and <laughs> become a daily podcast. We, but yeah, then I would feel like I was robbing people. You know what? Something. Someday so, that's so not a bad idea. So here's what to do. No, you know what? We got to get the news out when it comes out but Mm -hmm. here's what to do if you're really just tired just listen to about 20 minutes a day every day yes get on the treadmill do whatever break it up you need to do have Mm -hmm. a glass of wine Mm -hmm. whatever you need to do break it up yes Uh, i i'm not gonna not put out these episodes we'll be here every entirety i have right but it's a lot it's a lot it is all right at seth taylor says what info do you think the fbi got from the cohen call intercepts Mm. do you think giuliani knew about the surveillance from his fbi contacts all right first of all we learned later in the week that um cohen's phones were not wiretapped they were it was a pen register uh, and do I think Giuliani knew about the surveillance from his FBI contacts? I don't think Giuliani's FBI contacts are working for the FBI anymore. And I don't yeah. think Rudy knows anything. I was just going to say, he admitted on Sean Hannity that he doesn't know anything about the Cohen deals. He's catching deals. up. He wants to yeah, save but, them without facts. But check this out. Um, Giuliani had contacts in the FBI uh New York field office uh-huh. in the election. And that's how that whole thing got out about okay. the Comey or the Hillary Clinton email right. on the Wiener laptop. I don't <laughs> think he has those contacts anymore. I think they have been removed from the FBI. Yeah, yeah. That is an investigation that is under seal. And that's conjecture, but I'm yeah. right. <laughs> uh, Mary Upchurch writes, quote, how does oh, everyone's... I, I love Mary, too. She's burritos. the one that gave us the burritos. They burritos. were so good, Mary. Yes, we ate them all mm-hmm. very quickly. Like, in short order. <laughs> yeah. She writes, how does everyone stay sane? I'm getting exhausted by the cycle mm-hmm. of news heating up and then nothing coming of it. I know, I know, Mueller is working on it, and there's lots going on behind the scenes, and I'm glad there are people out there like MSW who are tirelessly pursuing the truth and justice, and I'm thankful for that because sometimes I just can't even. (laughs) By the way, if he fires Mueller or someone gives him a Nobel Peace Prize, I will lose my mind. Yeah, yeah, good point. I know. I know that waiting for this thing to wrap up is pretty frustrating. It's like waiting for the beat to drop in an EDM song or a dubstep (laughs) song in a club. Indictments. 
Okay. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Nick McLaren says, MSW is part of how he stays sane, and we, quote, give him a post to hang on to in the whirlwind. That's very Aww. nice. It reminds me of a little twister, you know, when they right, find the little yeah. thing. Or like Castaway, like yeah. with Wilson. Oh, We're like Wilson. Wilson. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Eva Dolorosa says, the humor infused with the facts helps me maintain what's left of my mental health. <laughs> uh, I want it to come to an end, but I have to admit, I will miss AG, Jalisa, and Jordan, and I hope they'll come up with a new podcast to entertain oh, us. Hell yeah. Look, we aren't stopping. This Mueller train no, is not stopping. No, we're going to go forever as long as we can. It's yeah, forever as long as we can. Um, <laughs> I like that tagline. Yeah. Uh, Mueller, she wrote, forever as long as we can. <laughs> Desi Ralph says, I don't stay sane. I lost my mind a month ago but or she wrote helps oh <laughs> thank you and i'm so sorry we'll find it we'll get back to normal whatever that is <laughs> at jordan t walker says quote i hereby nominate michael mckeon to play donald trump in the movie because he could start with chuck mcgill from better call saul <laughs> and add false bravado and wannabe charisma yeah. i, I totally it. get that what's really funny is michael mckeon is in our opening sequence quote so it's true. You are a communist. That's right. That's Michael McCann. So Good work. Mm, I'm going to go again? home what and sleep name? with my wife. That's... Yeah, which which Mullerite was that? What's their name? Oh, uh, that was uh, at Jordan T. Walker. Jordan T. Walker. Good detective could be Good Jordan. Name. It could be Jordan Twalker. Twalker. Or hey. Jordan Twerker. Walker. Do you huh. twerk, Jordan? <laughs> <laughs> All right. At HP Down Under. Says quote because it's it's computer company in the Australia HP down under U N D A so it's not the hard R okay okay so you know you'll appreciate that Uh, quote what do you make of the fact that forty nine questions did not include anything on money laundering Uh, do you think Mueller is handing that off to another prosecutor so he's not Mm -hmm. accused of going beyond his remit this is a really great question I have a couple theories about this first of all I think the reason that there was no questions in money laundering and Seculo's 49 questions is Mm -hmm. because he didn't want to upset Trump yeah he he knew that if he put money laundering questions in there that Trump would be like if that guy in the A and fire the shit out of Mueller yeah he'd (laughs) go Seculo he'd go full Nunberg yeah Uh, but also um, this is interesting do you think Mueller is handing that off to other prosecutors no, and and here's why. It's tied into the Russia investigation, just like when we just talked Kimberly. Right. And we talked about why didn't they hand off um, the Manafort money laundering and tax yeah. evasion to, uh, to a, a U.S. attorney. It's because it's tied into the Russia investigation. It's, mm-hmm. There's Russian collusion there. That's If there wasn't... They would have handed it off. They would have, with the heads up, eh, they would have handed it off. Mm-hmm. All right, at Liz Stewart Comedy. So C O M E D. Okay. So it looks like Atlas Stewart Comed. Yeah, yeah. Or Comed. Okay. Uh, wants to know if if A.G. Schneiderman is making any headway in closing the double jeopardy loophole in New York. I don't know. I have I looked it up. Haven't heard anything yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Nick's Rocks asks, quote, when the Dems retake the House. Will the Republicans still be able to obstruct even though they'll be the minority? I'm really worried. I hate them. Yeah. I mean, I understand where you're coming from. It's rough. Um, What do you think, AG? Well, here's the thing. When you're the majority in in these committees, you get what you need. Mm -hmm. You're able to dictate who, what subpoenas are done and what investigations are done. You can Mitch McConnell it. Now, what I I don't know is that if you have, like, let's say he fires Rosenstein and Sessions resigns because of it, and you have a brand new AG who just refuses to cooperate with anything the Democrats do, 
I don't know. Right. That becomes an issue where, where you know, you're the head, you're, it's going to be Adam Schiff, right? Yeah, you're you're yeah. the head of the, the House Intelligence Committee. Oh, and so you're beautiful. like, all right, from now on, here's what the fuck we're doing. And then he starts requesting shit from the Department of Justice and the head of the Department of Justice, the new AG or the DAG or whoever Trump puts in place, if it's not Noel Francisco, God, stay in there, Noel. Yeah, please. Could just be like, no. So it it really depends. We've never... This is territory we've, we've never been in. So, okay. So at Poop Weasel wants to know... God, I love Poop Weasel. Uh, I really think I'm just reading their questions because this Poop Weasel wants to know how many more weeks does Mueller wait before he subpoenas Trump in the grand, uh, to talk to the grand jury? And if Trump makes a move to fire Sessions or Rosenstein, does Mueller immediately serve him with a subpoena? And does Mueller file more indictments? All right. So this is a multi faceted question right first part is how many more weeks does Mueller wait before he subpoenas Trump uh I don't think it's going to be long if Mueller actually is is, I'm sorry if if Trump is actually taking the stance that I think he's taking which is to completely defy everything Mm -hmm. it'll be within six weeks he said it himself, right? He's giving a 60-day notice before he thinks... Well, that's the Flynn... That's separate. Sentencing. Okay, good point. No, so so what I think is... It, I think he's going to give him another six weeks. And, and unless Trump blatantly denies, like, and says, I'm not going to talk to you, then I think whenever that happens, he will. Good point. Uh, in fact, subpoena Trump. Yeah. Uh, to come and talk to the grand jury the second part of that is if trump makes a move to fire sessions or rosenstein does Mueller immediately serve him with a subpoena yeah i think so <laughs> yeah I would and imagine. uh does Mueller file more indictments well file more or release more there's several sealed indictments on the docket i think they might be dropped at that yeah. point uh but i also think and i think we've said this in in uh, a little earlier is that uh the solicitor general noel francisco will take over and and make that happen Mm -hmm. so at clint jenkins 85 said didn't realize you had a phd would be good to know your guys's backgrounds (laughs) it's a good point though cj makes a very good point all right so i have a phd i'm a veteran i'm 44 years old Mm -hmm. i work for the government i'm not going to tell you which department uh i have uh, my phd is in health administration um, I'm a comedian. I've been doing it for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am a headliner and a feature. So yeah, I met are. all the major clubs, Laugh Factory, Improv, Comedy Store. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was in uh, I was in the documentary, The Invisible War, mm-hmm. about rape in the military. Uh, you can check that out. Um, other than that, uh, I don't know, I'm just A.G., you're just AG. Jordan, the give us your little gangster. bio. Yeah. <laughs> the A-original gangster. That's my, my favorite. My ex-girlfriend, I'm going through a breakup, but she lost her mind when she saw that. She was like, wait, original gangster? Did someone say that? That's the greatest She didn't thing. break up with you because we talk about her on the pod. Right. She did not. She's okay, actually, she wants me to let you know that she thinks you're a genius. She's like, did you tell AG you think that I think she's a genius yet? And I'm like, no, I haven't found the I right think time. she's an amazing person, <laughs> well, too. Thank you. And I'm sorry about Shit happens. Your... Yeah. It does. I'm single, Muller writes, if you're interested. Oh, hey. Jaleesa's <laughs> uh, dope as fuck. Yeah. Bob Muller, what's up? She's right. hot. Sorry to objectify oh, you. Thank she's you. smart. She's fun. Comey, Comey, so if Patrice ever abandoned you, you know what? Thank the... you very much, Jordan. Who are you? Uh, yes, I am Jordan. I 
the end. Julissa, who are you? No, I'm sorry. Continue. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Okay. Grew up in Las Vegas. My dad's an attorney. Uh, the I went to UC San Diego. I got a degree in political theory, which is basically just political philosophy. And I then uh, I was really involved in activism. I lobbied for students uh, in this organization called UCSA. It's, UC Student Association. Yeah. And I was super into Occupy. That was when I got, I was also sleeping in tents for a large person, Dude, portion of my I freshman did. year. Yeah. Yeah. I learned a lot about like lateral leadership versus vertical leadership and the inefficiencies of both and what that, you know, sort of turns into. Um, yes. If I were going to talk about who you are, mm-hmm. here's what I would say. Mm-hmm. As a comic and a co-host... Jordan brings astute observation with a healthy dose of wit. Uh, Her dry, often tongue-in-cheek contributions are balanced by her solid grasp of the subject matter. In addition to being a successful comedian, she's also an author, a performer, and all-around awesome human being. Look for her at the Comedy Store, the Madhouse, and anywhere major comedy is for sale. Yes. Thank you so much, A.G. I AG wrote that wrote for you, that for didn't me. I? It's I did. beautiful. It's, it's so beautiful. And yeah. it's completely true. And it's I love 100% your, true. I, you know what's really interesting is when I, when I first asked you to be on this podcast, when I first decided I have to do a podcast, and I asked you and you the two right. of you, I knew about your comedy and I knew about your intelligence and wit, but what I didn't know is that you were a poly major. Yeah. Like hardcore. Yeah, yeah. I really wanted to go. I still think about if comedy doesn't work out, getting my PhD in philosophy or political theory and being a professor. Or really into that running for office i used to want to do that and then i did student government and saw a little bit about bureaucracy <laughs> and i was like i don't know if i have it in me to do this it's but rough. the bureaucracy is tough yeah yeah, yeah. all right julie so um, tell us about yes. yourself well my experience um as far as schooling is i dropped out multiple times attempting political science as a degree but what i learned um from like hands-on on the street like jordan mentioned with occupy i was involved with the san diego brunch mm-hmm. so the wall street version was like the big deal but I was so engulfed in the whole idea of income inequality as a super poor person that I would hang out at the meetings in San Diego every week. Um, I was involved with like the finance committee. So they would like give me the Occupy donations to have Ooh. overnight. Yeah, but I was like followed by I didn't people. Know that. <laughs> oh, God. Because you creepy. had literal cash on Yeah, you? I literally had cash in my backpack. And I remember thinking that some people in the Occupy scope were just um, moochers. They really were. So I wanted to do something that was um, political, but also very um, effective and and not uh, infiltrated by fakes. And that's why I love what we're doing now, because even though Occupy was like 2013, 14-ish, 16-ish, I feel like Muller She Wrote is the first time that I've ever done something that was effective and also um, just pure. It's like we're all imperfect human beings, but we're well, our intentions are pure. <laughs> Why are you dragging me into You're your totally perfection? right. AG is the perfection of the group. And yes, Thank I you. feel like um, I'm just I'm learning so a lot. Not. I have so much to learn and I'm just like so floored at, at it being a part of this. So yeah, my, my experience is protesting, but like my my interest is so aligned with what we do and I'm, I'm just learning every week. Well, my main yeah. reason for bringing you into this is, is your spirit and your you. dedication yeah. uh, to to activism and 
I, I knew you so young and I knew you had a lot to learn. I know you still have a lot to learn. I oh, actually yeah. have a lot to learn. You mm-hmm. have taught me some things, as a matter of fact. Thank and you. that is the benefit of bringing in uh, this kind of diversity. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think my bio, uh, or I think the bio you put in is she has performed at the World Series of Comedy, mm-hmm. Burbank Comedy Festival, yes. OC Pride, and yeah. San Diego Pride. Um, You've also been featured in BuzzFeed, Rooftop, Huffington Post, SD Voice and Viewpoint, Uptown News, and you can be seen performing regularly all over Southern California. So funny. All right. So at Nicholas Chat asked, what's the best advice you've ever heard? Interesting. Mm, Okay. I think we've talked about this before. I would say if you have a problem in your own personal life, you have to name it to tame it. So I think that's my favorite quote. Name it to tame it. You got to address your problems. Yeah. Jordan, what's your best advice ever? Uh, I got to be honest, my best advice was given to me when I went into touring. I used to do like touring in the music industry and it was to shut up when you're new to a place. <laughs> and that sounds like harsh, but um, good advice for an it was such good advice for me. Yeah. Be good quiet, advice for an extrovert. learn, listen, think. <clears throat> and then when you're at a point where you have your bearings and you're actually at a place to speak because words are powerful, then, yes. then speak. Very right. good point. My best advice was from my dad. And it was a, it's an, an old Cherokee proverb mm-hmm. that says, when you were born, you cried and the world rejoiced. Wow. Live your life in such a way so that when you die, the world cries and you rejoice. Oh my God. Wow. That's beautiful. Your dad, you said, told you that? My dad That's shared incredible. that Cherokee proverb with me. Oh That's my beautiful. goodness. And I live my life every day to do that because my my father passed away when I was 16. So. All I, and I'm so sorry about that. All I want is that when I die, which is inevitable above all things, even before the Mueller investigation will be over, we're going to die probably. You're, you're going to do a five minute bringer <laughs> yeah, at your funeral? Yeah, I will try my best. <laughs> I just want to believe that no. more people were left off better than when I was born. Yeah. When yeah. you die, um, the world cries and you rejoice. That's yeah. That's that's what I want. Immediately beautiful. what mm-hmm. I want. Um, yeah. And that's the best advice I ever got. All right. Definitely. So thank you for that. Oh, oh, and he also asked, and if you could pick up one new entertainment skill, what would it be? Ooh, I would sing. I'd be a better Banjo. singer. Banjo. Yeah. Banjo. Banjo. Vocals. What about you, Jordan? Entertainment skill because you can already do a lot of things. You're Acting, already great, right? Because you're a shitty actor. Are yeah. you? Well, I don't know. I uh, I, I was kidding. gonna. I, I, no, I, she's not. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm inclined to say mime. Ooh, are you fucking kidding me? I fucking hate mimes. <laughs> Fuck mimes. They hey. just express in so fact, much with fact, no words. In it's fact, incredible. Literally, everyone go out and fuck mimes. They can't say no. That's right. Fuck. Yeah, all, you can't all mime sex. They just put their arms in a cross. All mime sex is consensual. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. While it is true, really, mime, come on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, and, 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 <laughs> you lie like a I rug. We're comedians. Oh, okay. I'll say this. This is gonna sound super lame, uh, but but uh, I would love to be able to dance on point. Really? I, I like dance ballet. Or what? Well, on point shoes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Really? A I lot did of you don't growing up, but I never did point. A lot I of you don't know do this, point. but um, Jordan is an actual professional gymnast. Like legitimately. From back in the day. I've seen your Have picture you, story. Um, <laughs> is there any way that you can send in the next newsletter your balance Please beam? Do. Sure. Please. Okay. Sure. 
sure. So if you're not a patron, you are sorely missing out because you want to see Jordan in the most impressive position. Jordan is going to life. Jordan is going to put out in the next newsletter this Wednesday morning. I think at nine Thursday morning. Thursday Thursday morning at nine. Her balance beam, and and this isn't bullshit. This isn't like a I walked across this. She's doing double it's back handsprings and shit. Uh, and if you want to be part of that, you have to join. That's so funny. Muller, she wrote as a subscriber. Just, just one dollar. That's all you need. Just one dollar to see yeah. Jordan do that shit. And you know what? Do it for a dollar and then yeah. quit if you want. I don't or give you a can shit. wait two years till the next Olympics and there watch people for free that are much better. Very Excellent. Cool. Very cool. All right. At Sister Reliable wants to know if there are any updates on the rumors that the $1.6 million payoff for an abortion was Trump. And not Broidy. Nope. No, no updates. Yet. No updates. Just the theory. Yeah, Julissa will know. She's the Broidy whisperer. I'll let you know. <laughs> Ashley Judd Arrington. Did Ashley Judd get married again? Mm. Judd oh. Apatow? No, not uh, the same. <laughs> she says, this is amazing. She says, quote, in Mormon folklore, there is a tale that someday the Constitution will be hanging by a thread and a Mormon will save the country from ruin. It's called the White Horse Prophecy. And every time A.G. mentions the potential of Romney being elected and leading a cohort of Republican senators to vote with the Democrats to remove Trump, I think, damn it! Does A.G. even know about the White Horse Prophecy? Dude. That's gotta be... Did you know about that? No. I've never heard of it, but it makes complete sense. Oh my god. Elaborate. Joseph Smith and the Romney Nine. Wow. Okay, so you know about my whole theory about. Joseph of course. Well, apparently the goddamn Mormons have a prophecy. They have a theory about this. About the fucking Mormons saving the Constitution. That's why they're here. Oh Not because God. of the diapers. They're here you know, because they're going to save us. And here's what's extra weird. You guys ready for extra weird? In yeah. 2006, yeah. in 2006, I released an album called Prophet Flower. Mm. No way. Not profit money, but profit profit. That was the name of your album, A.G.? Coincidence? Whoa. (laughs) The White Horse Prophecy is real, you guys. I believe it. Does that make me a prophet? Am I a prophet now? I was actually protesting against Romney, and I feel kind of bad because... Yeah, I think he might Should I start a cult? We might. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you were protesting against Romney when he was running against Obama. Obama, but I feel bad because Romney had great points. Oh, yeah. That's different. Well, the Russia thing. He was great in healthcare for Massachusetts, more so than a lot of Dems. That's Obamacare. Yeah. Romney care. Exactly. Yeah. If Romney comes in and saves the GOP, fuck it. Fine. I'm down. I said, I said, I'll high five a Mormon. Oh, yeah. And here's the great thing. Moral subjectivity. Mormons taught me how to play piano. Really. All my piano lessons (laughs) came from Mormons. I am an everything player. Okay. I like magic underwear. Oh, yes, it's so yeah. fun to wear. I love I it. Blame Canada. Yeah. You're so multi Dum 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 dum. Yeah, no, it's it's but seriously, the white horse prophecy. It's real. That's could amazing. come true. The constitution is hanging in the balance. Yeah. We need it. We need we it something. We might be relying on Mitt Romney, and I'm so sorry because I I think there are uh a lot of people who follow us that are in our closed Facebook group yeah. that are ex-Mormons that are right. like, yeah. don't do it, AG. And but I'm like, no, I gotta, I gotta. We gotta do it for the right reasons. We can leave behind the parts that don't make sense. Yeah. But we need Romney to represent some good. He's not all bad. The white horse prophecy is real. It's real. Joseph Smith, maybe me and... Uh, he's ridiculous. That's amazing. I'm cool with it. I'm down. 
All right, you guys, that's been our show. Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit. Please yes. head over to iTunes and give us a rating. We need it. We really need yes. it. And subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. Uh, we love you so much. I've been AG. I've been Jaleesa Johnson. I've been Jordan Coburn. And this is Muller She Wrote. Muller She Wrote is produced and engineered by AG with editing and logo design by Jaleesa Johnson. Market consulting by Amanda Reeder and Unicorn Creative. Our digital media director and subscriber manager is Jordan Coburn. Our partners are fastgrass.org and joysteaspoon.com. Fact checking and research by AG with support from Jaleesa Johnson and Jordan Coburn. This week's episode of More She Wrote is written by A.G., Jaleesa Johnson, Jordan Coburn, Sarah Hirschberger Valencia, Jesse Egan, and Sarah Lee Steiner. Our web design and branding is by Joelle Reeder with Moxie Design Studios, and our website is MullerSheWrote.com. M.S.W. Media.